0: How much do you love mashed potatoes?
1: With my whole fucking soul. With your soul? With everything that I am.
0: We're sad, we're scared, we're unprepared. Hello everybody and welcome to Horror Soup. Today we will be discussing Donnie Darko from 2002. It is directed by Richard Kelly. The budget was $4.5 million and they did a fucking incredible job on it. This is my favorite movie in the entire world.
1: Did a pretty good job.
0: They, fuck you, they did fucking <laughs> am- This is literally my heart and my soul. This movie is what mashed potatoes is to you, to me. I doubt it. 100%
1: I doubt it 100%. I love mashed potatoes so much uh,
0: They made about uh, 7.5 million in the box office So they didn't make a ton But it was still fairly successful I don't know if like The 4.5 was based off the director's cut Or the original film Because it was shown at like a film festival Before it ever came out
1: This is more like a, like a cult It's a cult classic, classic. So yeah. I mean yeah, They it didn't did okay a, for a cult classic
0: Yeah 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 it Is definitely the best cult classic in the fucking world uh, Besides not, Evil Dead Nope not debatable
1: this is very debatable, nope, we'll save this debatable. for later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's pretty older, so, uh, Bri, tell them about- wh- how you feel about, uh, spoilers on older movies. Uh,
1: don't fucking listen to this podcast if you haven't seen the fucking movie.
0: Thank don't, you. Don't- do it. You heard it from Bray swee What is What did you say? Yeah, you know, I was gonna delete that, but fuck it. I said Bray Swee, I was trying to say Bray- God Bree Sway. <laughs> Bree sway herself <laughs> are you fucking kidding me you f-
1: it sounded like you said bryce weavers or
0: something bryce weavers <laughs> bryce i said Bree sway i said Bree sway
1: oh fuck Let's- what am i hearing <laughs>
0: all right everyone we got Bree sway on the mic
1: bryce weavers on the mic y'all Bree sway's coming in hot <laughs> when and today we're discussing uh disgusting danny stanko
0: danny stanko <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Danny Stenko. The cast, well, the important cast is Jake Gyllenhaal, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Fuck you, Bree. Drew Barrymore, Pat- Patrick Swayze, Mary McDonnell, Seth Rogen, Ashley Tisdale, and David St. James. Bree, tell them what the fuck you told me about Maggie Gyllenhaal. Tell okay, me. Tell, so- tell the world how hard <laughs> you disrespected her.
1: I'm fucking sorry, dude. I legit thought it was fucking uh, what's her name, Kirsten Dunst. I literally I fucking thought it was her, and I started the movie, and I was like, oh, fuck, Caleb's gonna beat my ass.
0: <laughs> I like how you didn't even text me or anything. I was, literally I was just, like, he's
1: gonna find out on his own. He's probably already found out. No, I
0: know I was gonna, and then I looked up the cast, and I was like, I, literally the whole time I'm watching the movie, like, I've seen this movie so many fucking times, and like, I've honestly, like, in the past, I've looked up the cast, and I knew it was Maggie Gyllenhaal, but for some reason, Brie was, like, so... She was so determined that it was, was Kirsten like, Dunst.
1: I was she, like, yeah, Kirsten Dunst, you know. <laughs> yeah, she was
0: so fucking confident. And then I'm watching the movie. And literally the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, Kirsten Dunst kind of looks and sounds really weird You know what is in so fucking funny
1: is that You still thought it was
0: Kirsten Dunst when you
1: started the movie. As soon as I saw her, I was like, that's fucking Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, honestly, like,
0: you just sounded so confident, and you always tell me I'm an asshole when I correct you, so (laughs) I was like, you know what, she's really fucking confident, so it has to be Kirsten Dunst. I was like, she just looks weird.
1: That was my fuck up, guys. They look
0: very similar. (laughs) They do look pretty similar. They look similar. Honestly, I looked at her a a bunch of times, and I was like, where is her teeth gap? (laughs) I was like, did she grow it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They look similar, and I don't, I, before I watched it, like, this last time, I Uh. hadn't watched it for, like, years, dude. Okay. Years and I didn't even finish it last time So
0: so just so everyone knows After Brie was this fucking confident <laughs> I wrote Kirsten Dunst in my notes <laughs> And I didn't look up the cast until After it's I was done with the movie fucking
1: believing me dude I,
0: Dude like I usually don't believe you and then you shit on me So I was like you know what I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna believe her I'm
1: gonna give her a shot this time I fucking time. <laughs> trusted
0: you and I'm never doing that again
1: <laughs> Don't ever trust me especially with fucking
0: actors Like, Dude this was your last fucking straw Like 100%. is percent this is the
1: fucking straw that broke the camel's back Yeah
0: this is it my back pooped and that's it. out
1: <laughs> my back has been sent
0: so if i say Kirsten, i'm gonna try to go through my notes i have so much notes so i can't just go through and fix it all so if i say kirsten i'm probably gonna quickly correct myself or i'm just gonna stutter so fucking get over it deal with it fucking get over it deal with it all right Brie, so do you got anything to say before you start this movie okay so i'm gonna I, actually i'm gonna say something for you before we start this okay bree has been telling me forever that she does not like this movie
1: I have been telling him forever that I don't like this movie, and
0: we're gonna see by the end of this if she changes her mind because no. I have a full ass explanation. If if you guys are in the same boat as her and you don't understand this movie, I think I will be able to accomplish something by so, the end of this episode. When
1: I first watched this movie, um, I want to say I was probably like twelve or thirteen years old, and it was way too like it was way too like much for me. So I just I think I got like well, halfway through the movie. It's really ambiguous. Yeah. I got halfway through the movie and I turned it off, and then I never like turned it back on again. I was like, that movie okay. made no fucking sense. Like, what the hell is going on? Who the fuck is Frank? Like, I was like, no. So I always thought I hated the movie, but really, I just didn't understand it. Yeah. And now I like the movie somewhat, but I still don't fucking understand it. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Well, we're gonna. <laughs> so fi- I'm
1: fucking ready for this explanation. We're right? gonna
0: fix that by the end of this episode. Honestly, guys, I have been stoked for some other episodes we've done. I have never been more stoked for a fucking episode than I am for this one. I am so fucking ready for this. I have wanted to do this movie like for fucking ever. And honestly, like I know it's kind of a little out of our realm because it's kind of horror-ish, but really, this movie is a psychology. It's, it's a psychological thriller.
1: It's, I really wouldn't say it's a psychological thriller. I would say it's more like sci-fi.
0: A little bit, but that's that's where it's categorized. It's psychological like, it's, for
1: sure. Yeah, I say it's like still a thriller. I mean,
0: there's kills in it.
1: There is. There they're just it, it. they're
0: just kind of strange like a little different. Yeah. But okay, uh do you have anything else you want to say? Uh no, that's it. Just get into it? Yeah. Okay. So, when we start this movie, we see Donnie Darko awakening in the mountains just like middle of fucking nowhere. He looks totally dazed and confused. Um tons of tears for fears like all this movie. I just have Love to say it. that. Fucking
1: great soundtrack.
0: The soundtrack in the in this movie is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Like every time I listen to Tears for Fears, I literally just want to go home and watch Donnie Darko. Yeah. No matter what. I always get in the fucking mood, and I then after I don't I watch, know the
1: feeling I get when I listen to Tears for Fears, but it's just that shit. I can get jiggy with that shit.
0: Yeah, it's good shit. Good shit. And then like, and now it's like kind of gone. It's wrapped around for me because every time I watch a Darko, I get on a Tears for Fears binge. <laughs> so like, either way, like once it's I a never ending cycle. Yeah, once I hear like one of them or see one of them, like the other one just comes in full fucking effect. Yep. And like I'm just blasting that shit like weeks at a time, like every <laughs> I fucking, fucking time. Tears for Fears. So yeah, all movie long we get a fucking beautiful soundtrack and always at the best times. Like I fucking love it. It gets me so euphoric feeling.
1: I thought you were gonna say it gets me so wet.
0: It gets <laughs> me like, pretty wet Caleb, too. Caleb, calm down. <laughs> so uh, we meet the entire family. Um, Donnie is played by Jake Gyllenhaal. His sister is not played by Kirsten Dunst. She is played by Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I
0: said right here I don't care about the rest as much, but we did. I did mention the others. Like there's a, there's a lot of really good fucking names in this. Um, yeah. Donnie tells his youngest sister, who is not Kirsten, <laughs> "Fucking Brie, <laughs> who is not Maggie, that she can get pregnant when she's in the eighth grade." Maggie gets pissed and calls him out, and Donnie calls her a fuckass. And I'm pretty sure that's why I call people a fuckass to this day because yeah. I saw this movie fairly young, and honestly, like I never realized it, but I was like. I think that's why I call people a fuckass because I never knew where it came from but... I
1: remember I remember that part from when I first watched it oh
0: do you yeah okay yeah I do too but like I never put two and two together but like I literally call people a fuckass ass so you often you do you like, call
1: me a fuckass ass all the, all time. the fucking time all the dude. fucking and time every has, day of my life
0: that has to be from this movie probably like cause no I'm,
1: mo- I'm pretty fucking certain that it's
0: from this movie yeah I'm, I'm fucking positive honestly
1: <laughs> cause every time I hear that word that's all I think about is this movie
0: <laughs> and uh Maggie tells him to suck a fuck and the dad laughs as all proper fathers should <laughs>
1: I love the dad in this fucking movie, dude. dude. He's the best. He's, he's fucking awesome. He is a
0: ten out of ten dad. He's just always like fucking dude, chilling he's... and his
1: fucking lazy boy. Like
0: he's like my fucking grandpa, honestly. <laughs>
1: he is actually. He fucking is.
0: <laughs> he's a great and uh, Donnie's mother, Mop
1: Ma. <laughs> Ma. Mather, Dottie, Danny's Mather,
0: (laughs) Danny's Mather comes into the room and asks where he goes at night, and he lashes back and he tells her to start taking the goddamn pills, and she's just like, ah, fuck, and she walks out and closes the door, and he calls her a bitch, but like he does it like after she walks away, so like it's kind of like he's trying, like, like, to avoid her from hearing it, but he also knows she fucking hears it, yeah, and she seems or he seems to feel bad. Cause he kind of like looks up and waits for a reaction, but she just leaves. Yeah, she doesn't say she, anything. She like stops
1: like right outside the door. Yeah, she yeah. just
0: stands there and then she's like, "Ah, oh, fuck," and then just kind of like comes to terms with it and leaves. I
1: would turn around and go back in that room so fucking fast. Honestly, what the fuck, you just call me.
0: You got to think of her psychology on it though. She's like, you know, her kid's been going to counseling and stuff. Like he's not okay in the head. I think she's just kind of like choosing right. her battles. She's kind of just like, "Oh well." Well, if that was my he's kid, lashing out.
1: if that was my kid, I would <laughs> turn around and go whoop some fucking ass. If
0: that was my kid. I'd be like. Shit, what did I do to get called a bitch? I'd start questioning myself. I'd be like, did I do something? Like, am I being mean? Am I being mean? That'd honestly be me as a parent, like, 100%. What have I done? And, um, yeah, she leaves, and she goes to her husband, and she tell- she's like, your son just called me a bitch. And he's like, you're not a bitch. You're bitching, but not oh, a bitch. Yeah.
1: He's, like, laying down on the bed it's like oh well
0: I fucking love him uh, he's, uh,
1: he's literally a whole ass fucking mood like I love he, him so he much he is a whole mood
0: that's fucking me as a dad <laughs> literally a few average scenes pass by are not like too important and we see a clip of a uh, eyeball and an ominous voice saying wake up and that shit's just really fucking cool because you have yeah. really cool music playing. actually no you probably didn't see that I should say this right now um, me and Brie watched different versions of the movie. So, I've seen both versions tons of times. I know which version she watched. But, um, she watched the theatrical version, which is 20 minutes shorter than the original. Uh-huh. And a lot of scenes are either different or it's just missing scenes entirely. And the director's cut actually is much less ambiguous than the theatrical version.
1: I was trying to watch the director's cut. Like, I was going to start it mm. from the beginning and mm. just, like, rewatch it. But I had to watch it on YouTube because that's where it was free. Mm. And I'm not gonna pay another four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was trying to watch it, and the quality was literally like ass, dude. Like everything was hmm. pixelated, and I couldn't hear anything. And I was like, all right. I feel like that might what? have been an issue. Let with me get what my four dollars wa- worth.
0: I feel like that was an issue with what you were watching it on, because I like looked up the YouTube one, and it looked and sounded fine on my stuff.
1: Yeah, I was watching so I it on know. my Fire Stick
0: uh, on my TV. Oh, that might be why. I don't yeah. know. Well, something happened, but so yeah, we watched different versions. So Bree's probably gonna be like, huh. On a couple of things that I say because they're pushed into my version, but yeah, not hers. Yeah, like
1: he, uh, Loki didn't remember that eyeball part you were just talking about. Yeah, but I no, was just like, yeah. I okay. saw <laughs> you shake. I saw you
0: shake your head, but you kind of turned your head. And I that's was like when, uh. That's when I remembered. I was like, oh, I should probably mention that we watched different versions. Yeah. And also, I will say, like, they're both really good fucking versions. They both have their good parts and whatnot. But if you want to understand the movie a little more, like the director's cut kind of holds your hand a little bit, not completely. Mm-hmm. Like it's still. It's still a little different, but there's passages from books from The Grandma of Death, which we'll get into. That's and that explains a lot of stuff throughout the movie. Like it explains the scenes before they happen. It kind of like it doesn't tell you exactly what's going on, but it tells you like this is what's happening and you kind of piece it together. You
1: said you own it, right?
0: Yeah, I own it. you could borrow it. Yeah. You can borrow it, you'll watch it after. I, I personally like the director's cut, like, a lot more. It's fun. Uh, and it's not even just because of the book passages, because it has a lot of cool scenes. They just added like, this scene okay. right here, when I'm talking about, like, we get some really creepy music, and it's, like, Frank's eye opening, and Ooh. it says, like, wake up. And this is when the scene continues. It's really okay. fucking cool. Like, there's shit like that that I love. And he says, uh, I've been watching you as Donnie sleepwalks down the stairs and passes by his father. And I really like this scene because we hear, like, this is actually, I think, just in the director's cut, too. But we hear the star-spangled banner, like, playing in the background, but really slow and really fucking spooky sounding. Yeah, and... that
1: that wasn't in the theatrical version. No, yeah, I didn't it think wasn't. so.
0: Um, and it the, it's really glitchy sounding, and his father's sleeping on the Lazy Boy, and there's, like, static on the TV playing, because the TV's, like, turned off and it's super late. Really cool fucking scene. And Donnie's just, like, sleepwalking, walking past. Um, the voice tells Donnie to come closer as he exits the house... Mm. And we see his eyes wide open as he's staring at a man in a terrifying like bunny rabbit costume. The bunny tells him, 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, 12 seconds. That is when the world will end. Mm-hmm. Donnie just simply smiles like he just does his real... Jake has such fucking creepy smiles Dude, like no, back in the day. He
1: did a really great fucking job at just being creepy. Literally. Like, he's, straight this up is, fucking creepy.
0: I can confidently say that this is my favorite role he's ever fucking been, and he's oh is yeah, definitely so fucking amazing. Like he's, he's inc- pretty
1: fucking good as um, what's his
0: fucking Mysterio. Name? Mysterio, yeah, he was fucking Almost great said as Magneto. <laughs> Magneto, he was great as Mysterio too. Like I love him yeah. in general. He's a good actor, but he's this actor. this movie, he's he's so fucking incredible. Yeah, he has the he creepiest did a fucking smile. Good job. Yeah, so good. He has a creepiest smile, and he just smiles and he says why,
1: and he has like a really. He does a really good job at like keeping his eyes looking dead. Yeah. Like his eyes just yeah. look fucking dead. It's fucking dope.
0: He's really emotionless but really like terrifyingly happy in other scenes. Like he's I fucking shit
1: crazy. That's all I was thinking this whole fucking movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I fucking love it. Like no one else could have played this role. No. No one else. Uh Donnie's sister arrives home, um, after assumably like sneaking out like the fucking delinquent she is. <laughs> and the house starts trembling immensely. The next morning Donnie is woken up by a man playing golf and he's like, dude, why the fuck are you sleeping here, asshole?
1: <laughs> his friend's like, he was sleep golfing or whatever yeah, he la- Yeah, later
0: in the movie, like when he sees him, he's like, dude, my dad saw you like, fucking sleep golfing or something. <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, Donnie leaves and he heads home. He sees that his house has been fucking destroyed when he gets home. Yeah. It's been destroyed by an airplane jet, and no one knows where the fuck it came from.
1: Can we? <laughs> Let's talk about the world's worst cop. Which one? When he's like, he's like, "That's my house. I live here." And the cop's oh, is, yeah. like trying to hold him back. And he's like, "Okay." Yeah, the cop's like, "Stop!" <laughs> and then
0: Donnie just like walks by, and he like he literally just shrugs, He's like, "All right, well, what am I gonna do?" Fucking
1: worst cop ever, dude. You
0: don't know this fucking kid. I know. He's just like, "Well, this is your house." But I mean, personally, like, even if you tried to move me, I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of my way, dude!" Like, "Fuck off." But yeah, that guy did guy did not care. was just like, "Well, what am I gonna do?"
1: LOL, well, what can you do?
0: And he pulls up, and his little sister says his little sister Samantha Darko says dude it hit your room bro whoa, whoa dude, dude, whoa, it's fucking dude. Here. <laughs> and some FAA members walk up and they uh, walk up to the parents they ask to speak to them privately and Maggie tells Donnie that they aren't sure where the jet came from the FBI, F, FBI FAA people whatever <laughs> the fuck you want to call them the bebe da boba da boos had Donnie's parents <laughs> sign a waiver <laughs> the men in boobs they had Donnie's parents sign a waiver and they hooked him up with some hotel rooms Donnie says he's gonna fart in his sister's face. You wrote that. Did you write down this fart scene, I didn't dude? How are you missing out on the fart? I'm glad I'm writing them down now. I remember
1: I, it, but after I didn't you failed write me on the last
0: fart scene, I'm writing all the fart scenes down okay, now because I can't I'm sorry. believe you fucked me no, over I'll get, and it follows. I'll get my
1: shit together. Okay, I'll get my fucking shit together. You better together.
0: get your fart game on point. I
1: will. I'm sorry.
0: We see been his parents... Sleeping on the farts. <laughs> on the flatulence. <laughs> you fart and sleep. We see his parents speaking about how he avoided death and that someone was watching over him. I I think you saw, like, a short version of this scene. It's longer in the director's yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if he had been in his room that night, he would have been dead for sure. He's like, someone's fucking watching over Donnie. It's really a really, like, an emotional scene. Mm-hmm. The next day at school, his friends give him a cigarette and he threatens his sister with an aerial garbage disposal debauchery. <laughs> his friend get Because he's all like... What hap- You know what's going to happen if you tell mom and dad right? She's like, you're going to put Ariel in the garbage disposal. And he's like, that's fucking right. <laughs> he gets a cigarette. And his friend is all like, that's good shit, huh?
1: Dude, I was so confused at this point. I was like, wait a minute.
0: But Donnie fucking... He slays like, him every yeah. time because he's like the voice of reason. He's like, it's a fucking cigarette, dude.
1: Yeah, as soon as me and Miguel <laughs> saw that, we were like, thank God somebody fucking I know, said right? something.
0: Because <laughs> this kid's a d- fucking dumbass. It's good shit, huh? Yeah. Like, dude, what <laughs> the, fucking f- stupid what, the ass. what the fuck, dude? Are you kidding me? Fucking grow up, dude. You're being fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't the marijuana's. This isn't anything of the sort. You're an asshole.
1: Imagine the cigarette was deep, deep. T- <laughs> Dipped dip. in PCP. Dipped in PCP. And that's why they're saying he's it. Like, yeah, And dude, that's, this the good fucking, shit. that's the explanation for this fucking movie.
0: You know, I don't remember if I have it written down later, but this friend actually says some stupid ass shit later. You know what? I don't think I write it down. He says something about um, a keg, like when they show up to the party. Oh, he's, he's
1: like, keg beers for pussies or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, so so he fucking just sucks, he dude. just said
0: stupid shit the whole time because he showed up. He's like, yeah, dude, I stole like three beers from my dad. I got, I got like two cigarettes and shit. And then Donnie's like, dude, we have a fucking keg. And he's like, keg beer? Is for pussies. Fucking walks in, gets keg beer. <laughs> Literally gets keg beer immediately. Sucks. I only said that right now because I don't think I wrote. I wrote that down later. Okay, so we get to hear uh, "Head Over Heels" while we see the high school jock, the bitch teacher, the new girl. Fucking jock is doing coke as a tradition. Like he's in his locker, like doing coke, and the I principal saw that like, and I was walks like, are by. Are you and kidding me, dude? That scene is dude, so a fucking, fucking a cool, though. Like nar dog. That's honestly like okay with "Head Over Heels" playing in the background too. Like this is the best like introduction to just. What's going on in the this movie? Is, fucking um, ever? Late '80s, right? Yeah, '88, or, or right? The movie? Yeah. No, it's 2002.
1: No, no, no. It's based oh, like in the late in '80s. It, yeah, yeah, it's based
0: okay. like '80s, like okay. '70s-ish. I don't know exactly, but I think it's. Mm,
1: it said '88. I think because it, it? it says. The oh date... yeah,
0: no, yeah, it's based in 1988. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, makes okay. sense. So this is honestly a cool ass fucking like I love this. I opening love this scene so much. Too. It's, it's so really good. good. Head over heels, the like best fucking song in the world. I fucking love it. And all the superiors are like none the wiser to him, like doing coke and shit, because they mm-hmm. literally like, walk by and they kind of give him a stink eye, but they don't see what happened because he does it like right on time. It's fucking cool. And it gives me so much nostalgia. Like, I fucking love this scene. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about like when I would walk through high school and like I was just people watching like all the douches around me and shit. And I would literally be like listening to Tears for Fears. Just like, <laughs> I would literally be like walking through the halls, just listening to like head over heels, just looking at shit like this. And I was like, ah.
1: I wish I did shit like that. I never really did that.
0: <laughs> That's why it wasn't Canyon, because Canyon had like, you know, those, like halls like indoors and the stuff so, locker, yeah, yeah so you'd rooms. be like walking through and i would i never talk to anyone like at fucking school like unless they're really? my friends like at yeah. lunch like i would just walk around with my headphones and i'd fucking ignore people
1: i just had like my own group at march i had my own little group at march and i, I stuck to that group yeah i didn't give a fuck much. about anybody else. By, the,
0: by the time i went to march i literally talked to no one i talked to aj and then like summer and like that was fucking mm. it like they both like, winter. Bu- yeah I, uh, oh, really? I, I just, uh, Or no, AJ went there for a while But he like Didn't go to school all the time <laughs> Like At like lunch I think we had different lunches After a while And I would just hang out With like uh, Summer and Buckley Oh uh, okay That was pretty much it Like that was the group Back in high school
1: Way off track
0: <laughs> Way fucking off track We're over here Just talking about like High school and shit But whatever uh, and we see Drew Barrymore and officially, like, I'm just fucking living. She look, oh, my God. I say this in every movie, but she looks so fucking good. She looks
1: so fucking good, dude. Like, she is so fucking pretty. And the way she's wearing, like, that, like, long dress with, yes, like, a belt dude. on it. Uh, She looks dude, fucking amazing. Like, she's a queen. If she
0: was my teacher, I would never miss school. <laughs> Literally. I would never fucking she's miss amazing. school. And she's the coolest teacher, too. Like, yeah. she's so fucking intelligent in this movie. And it just makes her so much sexier. Yep. Like, she is so fucking smart and, like, has such cool shit to say this whole movie. Like, she is a fucking sexy queen.
1: She's amazing. I, I love, love her, her so much.
0: I love her so much. Every time I see her, I just... My my next notes is literally this. Drew Barrymore is a fucking babe! <laughs> oh, wait. I literally said I would marry her. She was my teacher. And I said, this isn't a joke about teachers. I just want to marry Drew Barrymore. <laughs> so, this is my state at the moment.
1: She's amazing. Drew, love you so much.
0: Drew pulls some badass shit when the new girl walks into class. Like, this seems fucking awesome. I love this she she mm-hmm. tells her to sit next to the boy she thinks is the cutest. And they all look like fucking idiots. They're all like looking back and they're like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, just smiling and shit. And like Donnie just kind of looks back, just like not really Yeah. He doesn't really care. He's just like, yeah. But he kinda smirks a little bit. And she's and, cute
1: too, the new girl. She's super cute. Oh, she's
0: beautiful. Yeah. I fucking love she's her. She's super pretty. She's so pretty. And uh Drew catches this like immediately like she doesn't even say anything. Like Drew just catches her like looking at Jake uh, or Donnie, Jake Donnie. And she's just <laughs> like, Okay go sit next to him, and she fucking, she smirks, and she puts on her glasses, and I fucking got wet so fast, <laughs> I was like, Drew, you need to stop, and her hair is so that straight, is, uh, her hair it's is so straight, straight so straight, and it's so, so fucking nice, oh it's my like god, it's like
1: a nice reddish color, and her lipstick is like, the perfect, like, late 80s, early 90s lipstick color, it's fucking, she is just amazing okay and i love every part of her can we just do a short
0: stuff drew barrymore appreciation episode sure
1: if you want literally
0: can our next short stuff just be a drew barrymore appreciation episode because uh, my heart is pounding right now like
1: caleb is (laughs) swooning. i
0: am fucking in love with her like i am not interested in a relationship at the moment but drew you hit me up if you're out there drew i will drop anything and everything for you (laughs) this isn't a fucking question So Drew, uh, Don, God, Donnie and his father are driving, and he Donnie almost,
1: spanked the banko.
0: He spanked the bank, <laughs> <laughs> and he almost hits a chick. And this is when we meet uh, Grandma Death, who will be very incredibly vital to the story later. She whispers something in Donnie's ear, and his dad just asks what he said, and or what she said, and we don't get an answer from this. Yeah, this and scene
1: we, cuts right. It seems yes, only, and yeah. we
0: actually get a lot of scenes like this, and there's reasons for it because literally everything in this movie fucking comes back later like Mm -hmm. every single thing in this movie is so important we will get to that we move to the next scene and donnie is now talking to his counselor he tells her that he met a new friend that this friend was imaginary and that his name was frank he says that frank told him it was nearing the end of the world and the counselor asks if he believes that the world is ending donnie says no because that's stupid and the scene cuts (laughs) and it sounds kind of funny but he's literally just like no and he's, he's hypnotized during this. Yeah. Or no, no, no.
1: No, no this scene this not is hypnotized. not hypnotized. He's yeah.
0: not. But he's hypnotized in a lot of scenes, so I got a little confused. He's not in this one, though. And when she asks if he believes the world is ending, he's just like, no. That's stupid. His and it cuts smile off, is but, super creepy. Yeah, but this scene is also really fucking cool because, you know, he says it's stupid, but we know he believes this 100%. Yeah. Like, he knows the world is fucking ending. So yeah. it's really fucking cool. Like, I just love all the subliminal shit that happens mm-hmm. in this movie. We see uh, the annoying teacher playing a movie about fear, and this is Miss Kitty. Ugh,
1: she's the fucking worst. She is
0: the absolute fucking worst.
1: Dude, she's in so many movies, and she always plays. She always plays a, a fucking royal ass. Fucking bitch. Yeah. Like,
0: ugh, oh my god, I can't fucking stand her. One hundred percent. I'm gonna fucking fight her. <laughs> I fucking hate her. And Jim Cunningham is the like fucking film that she's playing. He's like a motivational speaker, and he's a total fuck. It's fucking, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, it's Patrick Swayze, <laughs> and he's such a fuck. And Frank tells him to play or to pay close attention because he may miss something i don't know if you remember that scene he's like watching it and frank's talking to donia's head and it's like pay attention he's telling him to pay attention to the film because he could miss something in this and this is another scene that's just it Subliminal, comes back like, later yeah like yeah. everything means something Donnie's friends are being fucking assholes to so this chick named uh sharita and he says that he hopes she gets molested and honestly at this point like i would totally kick his fucking ass right there yeah he, was such a dick. He, he looks at her he's like go back to china i hope you get molested and like Donnie
1: assholes. And Donny
0: usually defends her too, but sometimes like he he seems like he's in the mix of not wanting to fuck,
1: uh, tell his friends to fuck yeah. off, but he
0: also is like he feels fucking bad for her. And he defends her sometimes, but this time he doesn't really say anything. He just kind of looks at her, he's like, dude, fucking stop. But it's sad, like, it makes me even though it's a movie, I'm like, I want to kick this dude's fucking yeah. ass. <laughs> like I would literally drop everything and just beat the fuck out of him.
1: Her name is Sharita, right?
0: Yeah, Sharita. Yeah. I, wrote I it fucking with an, love her. I wrote it with an A, but it's with an E. Yeah, she always tells people to
1: shut up. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. Shut up.
0: Shut up. I fucking love her.
1: She's amazing.
0: She's so sweet. The night before school, uh, Donnie was in a frank trance, and he busted the water pipes at the high school. So the school was canceled that day, and this leads to another really important scene. Deuce Jock walks up to the new girl, and he's like, has anyone ever told you you're sexy? And Seth Rogen says, I like your boobs. (laughs) like, yeah, I like your boobs.
1: I was like... No, this
0: that's is see, Seth Rogen's yeah, that's,
1: best line dude, yet.
0: <laughs> dude, even in Donnie Darko, when he's playing an asshole, he's still Seth Rogen.
1: I know. Uh, you know what I was thinking about it? I was like, oh, wow, because I saw Seth Rogen, and I was like, oh, maybe this will be a, mo- a movie where Seth Rogen doesn't play Seth Rogen, and then he's like, I like your boobs. I was like, fuck.
0: Dude, it's crazy, because the whole movie, he's a fucking jock asshole, but he still pulls a still Seth Rogen Seth move. Rogen, yeah. He still pulls a Seth Rogen, like, dude, the, I like your boobs is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> that
1: was <is> fucking hilarious.
0: So <laughs> ever told you? sexy? I like your boobs. Honestly, Brie. the first one is you and the second one's me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's like you try to feel like you like, anyone ever told you sexy? I'm like, boobs.
1: When we were watching it, when the guy was like, Everybody, anybody ever tell you you're sexy? Miguel was like, me. And then Seth Rogen was like, I like your boobs. He's like, also me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also me. <laughs> oh, fuck. Donnie starts a conversation and Gretchen says, uh, yeah, I moved here with my mom. Because he pretty much gets them away from him. She's yeah. like, hey, walk me home. And he's like, yep, let's get out of here. And they're all fucking pissed off, just mm-hmm. kind of it's surprising that they don't really do anything, though. They're kind of just whatever.
1: Yeah, they're like, whatever about it. All right. Uh, I just straight up fucking punched myself in the face with my headphones
0: right now. We fucking paused it for a second because Brie had to, like, I don't know, fart or shit or something. <laughs> and then she goes to put her headphones back on when I start the recording up again. She just slaps her eye with the fucking <laughs> headphone. <laughs> and just sits there it's and accepts idiot. it. So, anyway, Donnie starts the conversation with Gretchen, and he's like, yeah, um, I moved here with my mom. Or she says, yeah, I moved here with my mom because my dad has emotional problems. And Donnie's like, oh, shit,
1: really? I have those, too. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I have those,
0: too. What, is, what does he have? And I, literally, I was just like, "Uh, me? <laughs> that's a whole ass me right there. Because that's really the only way I can relate to someone. I'm talking to someone new, and they're like, I have anxiety, depression, I'm sad. And I'm like, hey. best friend. <laughs> Did
1: we just become best friends? Fuck yeah. Do you want to do karate in the basement?
0: like oh your brain is broken sick dude mine too <laughs> fuck yeah but it turns out uh dad dude just stabbed her mom a bunch of times so donnie's just like oh oh he's, uh, like, uh, he's oh, like yeah fuck. i don't really i don't have that problem that much he's like
1: my bad dog he's like mine are
0: different <laughs> <laughs> and donnie asks gretchen if she wants to go with him as in like being boyfriend and girlfriend and it's honestly like the cutest fucking scene ever it is really cute she asks where uh he wants to go and he explains himself and that was totally like okay when me and you started dating like back in 7th grade that was totally like me trying to explain the same thing to my grandpa I was like hey I'm going out with Brie now and he was like going where <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally what he said and I was like no dude it's like we're, we're going out now dude like we're, she's, we're, girlfriend, she's my dude. girlfriend and he was like why don't you just say she's your girlfriend I was like no dude we're going out we're going out <laughs> it's not I, the same I, that's literally what that reminds me of and I was like that's that when the phrase was do you want to go out with me and before that it was like do you want to go with me and I, I, I don't, don't
1: even like remember how you asked me to
0: be your girlfriend I probably like flicked you on the forehead and was like hey you want to go out with me dude <laughs> probably
1: and I was probably like oh my god
0: yes. oh my god <laughs>
1: this is the most magic thing in the world
0: <laughs> I probably like spit in your hair I was like hey, did. hey dude you want to poop with me you sometime you
1: probably put fucking gum in my hair <laughs> We're like, <bitch. laughs>
0: <laughs> Get over here. Bitch, you want to go with me? You, try and go with you me? trying to go with me? Hey, you trying to go with me? You want to go? You want to go? Like and, then, and then we just started fighting. <laughs> just like... Start punching, start punching each other. <laughs> exactly. And then I started hand boning. <laughs> no and, and then you put on a and tutu then, and everything...
1: Everything is fine.
0: <laughs> it was history from there, bud. <laughs> Then that we broke up downfall
1: w- of my fucking life. That
0: we broke up a week later.
1: <laughs> and you cry.
0: We will. We will tell the, We will tell this entire story on a short stuff episode. Okay, literally okay, yeah. everything. We we're don't getting, have enough time. Yeah, we're Let's getting too <laughs> off track right now, and this is already going to be a long episode. Oh, but we will God. tell. We have two good short stuff episodes to go off of now. Here we go. So we were in the counselor's office, and Donnie tells the counselor about his sex fantasies and how he wants to fuck Christina Applegate because.
1: Christina Applegate in married with children.
0: Oh yeah, she's she's fire. Dude. She's fire.
1: Dude dude because
0: dude. Because she asked him what he thinks about during the day and he's like, married with children. She's like, "Oh, that's nice. You want a family?" And he's just like, "I want to fuck Christina Applegate." <laughs>
1: don't fucking blame him, dude. She's and, bomb of shit. Yeah,
0: and then she starts talking about like, "Oh, you're not talking about your family." He's like, "I don't want to fuck my family." <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> cuz he's oh, cuz yeah. this time he's he's in a trance right now. He's, he's uh, hypnotized. Yeah, he's hypnotized yeah. this time. And uh she keeps talking to him about stuff, and he's just like she keeps asking him questions, and he's still talking about Christina Applegate. He's like, I think about sex a lot, and he starts and he, unbuttoning, yeah, dude. he starts unbuttoning his pants, and he's literally about to start jerking off, and then she notices, <laughs> she's like,
1: she's like, nope, wake she's the fuck like, up, yeah, get wake up, get up. up, and
0: and he just looks around, and he's like, oh fuck,
1: yeah, he's like, what the hell, dude, I fucking, I would be so down to try and get hypnotized.
0: Like That'd just be to crazy. See. Like, if just to see works, if it yeah. fucking works, yeah. That'd be insane. That'd be fucking... I'd probably just start jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, just be like... I'd
1: probably just start hamboning. boning
0: would be like, so, how's your day? I'd start ham-boning, and then I'd take off my pants. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine getting hypnotized and just, like, slapping your body? If anyone, if anyone doesn't know what ham-boning is, look up regular show ham-boning. <laughs> and that's literally what I would do. <laughs>
1: fucking Because imagine just somebody, like, basically asleep. Like, basically <laughs> Those asleep. are my subconscious thoughts. <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm fucking dead, dude. Oh
0: fuck, that's incredible. Uh, my next note is just smirk fucking in depth conversation because they start talking about like...
1: I hate this part. Pa- I hate this part Mama and Papa smurf
0: and shit. And they're like, dude, like, this this female Smurf is just there to get fucked by everyone. And then Donnie <laughs> hits them with some reality again. He's like, no, dude. Like, I'm, I didn't write down the whole scene, but he you just gotta fucking watch it. He fucking on Smurf it. etiquette. Like- Literally, like, <laughs> he knows everything about the Smurfs. Like, he's just like, no, dude. Like, they're fucking asexual, you pieces of shit. <laughs> like, they don't fucking do that, you asshole. And uh, after that, we see a stupid fucking parent-teacher conference with asshole teacher hating on my girl drew donnie is home alone and talking to frank in the mirror they're tapping the mirror at each other and it's like distorting and shit
1: yeah it's like wiggling and like waving it's It's fucking weird
0: because i don't know if you know this in general but like i don't know if it's the same in donnie darko's like time travel um like world but mirrors are known as like portals yeah they're known as portals in general so that's kind of what that's what I feel like that's representing in this Mm -hmm. when they're tapping at each other because they're trying to get through to each other and fucking conversate with each other and shit. So it's really cool. Donnie asks Frank why he made him flood the school. We get some convo, like some regular conversation and Frank asks, do you believe in time travel? And the scene cuts off. Um, Dumb teacher makes a fool out of herself at the conference because she's all acting like she's hot shit and shit.
1: She's like, why are my children reading this pornography? Uh, It's like not even fucking pornography. It's literally just like
0: a fucking educational book. Yeah, it's like...
1: (laughs) And it's high school. Like, yeah, like, throw up. fuck
0: over yourself. And she is <sighs> the biggest stupid. dumbass ever. And she literally gets, like, schooled by fucking Donnie's mom. Yeah. Because she's just like, do you even know who this director is? Or, I mean, who this uh, writer is. And I don't remember the name. I didn't write And she's down like,
1: anything. of course I've seen Bonanza. Yeah, she's like, like, I've that. seen
0: Bonanza. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> she literally, like, fucking nods her head and looks around. And she gets, like, <laughs> patted on the shoulder by people and shit. And she's <laughs> like, like, oh, it's yeah. Okay. And then, like, half you the got other. She's like, no, no, they're, like, on her side they're no, like oh okay yeah, you did good and then like the other half is just like you're so fucking stupid. Dude, yeah, I know, but I would be the
1: one patting, patting your fucking back, like, it's all right. Go literally, fucking take a seat, oh, bitch. Oh, my God.
0: This is literally fucking ridiculous. That reminds me of so many people I know. And we're now in Kitty... You know exactly who I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> we are now in a Kitty Dumb Teacher's Room. That's her name. And the kids have to read, like, some dilemmas and mark where they belong on the fear love meter. Oh, I love this fucking part, dude. This shit's fucking amazing. Donnie comes up and he reads, um, Ling Ling finds a wall on the ground filled with money. She takes the wallet to the address on the diver's license, but keeps the money inside the wallet, and he laughs and he's like, "I don't get this." And she's like, "Tell or mark an X on the lifeline." And he's like, "Okay, well, life isn't divided into two categories, and Lingling Ling keeping money doesn't have anything to do with simply fear and love. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot more fucking to this, and he's fucking right. Like that doesn't. He's fucking
1: preaching up Literally, there. Literally, he's so
0: fucking smart. I love he him. It is. It's crazy. And she completely ignores like his hard ass facts. And she's just like, well. If you don't complete the assignment, you're gonna fail. Literally the worst fucking teacher ever. Like your student is literally like being intelligent and actually making good points. You're just like, well, if exactly. you don't do what I want you to do, you fucking fail. Like that's the definition of a shitty fucking teacher. Yeah, you're so fucking bad. And he, we just this, he just see him smile and laugh and like start to say something. He's like. <gasps> And then the and then scene it cuts. cuts. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And he's and in
1: the principal's office, right? Yeah. And, like that? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, And then he's in the principal's office, and Miss Kitty says that they're, like, yelling and stuff. He's like, <laughs> all right, well, Donnie, your your test scores are really <clears throat> fucking impressive. Yeah, like, he's a
1: fucking genius.
0: Yeah, because he's an absolute fucking genius. He's like, but we kind of have an issue here. What it? What happened here? And um, I don't remember who starts to say it, but someone starts to say, like, what he said, and she's just like, I'll tell you what he said. He told me to forcibly insert the lifeline card into my anus. and the dad just starts busting up laughing like he just starts busting <laughs> the fuck up
1: the mom is like low-key shook but it kind of looks like she wants to laugh too no she does like yeah. she's kind of
0: shook but she's just like you know what this chick's a fucking idiot because she was the one who was talking shit on kitty in the fucking yeah. conference so she knows yeah. she's an idiot she's like yeah my son everybody's smarter than basically you. like fuck kitty yeah because she's a fucking dumbass and she's totally being like an aggressive two-faced bitch like outside of the fucking office just talking about family values and shit like right in front of donnie's mother mm-hmm. she is such a fucking asshole she reminds me with someone I grew up with personally. One million percent. I'm not going to say names for the sake of some shit, but everyone that knows know. me fucking knows. I know who it is. You fucking know who it is. Fuck so, that bitch. Fucker. So back at school, Donnie is asking one of his teachers about time travel and how it can be done. Teacher gives Donnie a book on time travel and he says it was written by a teacher that taught at Middlesex and that is why or that it was written by a woman named Roberta Sparrow. And this is who we know as Grandma Death. We see a passage from her book that reads So, this is act- so. A lot of times, I'm going to be talking about these passages. Yeah. You're going to have no idea what I'm talking about because not, these are all in yeah. the director's <laughs> cut. But this is what happens Sorry, in the director's guys. cut, which actually makes the movie a lot less ambiguous and a little easier to follow. So, um, this passage reads Incidents when the fabric of the fourth dimension becomes corrupted are incredibly rare. If a tangent universe occurs, it will be highly unstable, sustaining life for no longer than several weeks. Eventually, it will collapse upon itself, forming a black hole within the primary universe capable of destroying all existence.
1: This... (laughs) That would have helped me understand. No, yeah, I so know. That's why I was telling this you. Fucking movie, dude. That's literally
0: why I was telling you. Like, you would understand oh, so much more if you watched the director's I'm fucking cut.
1: pissed about that. There's
0: good parts about the theatrical because some people don't like, you know, like knowing yeah, everything. Knowing yeah, knowing all that. They like putting it together. Mm-hmm. So, there's good parts to both of them. And I would, um,. I, I'm not going to say anything about these passages when I start talking about them and I quote them. I'm going to say all of them as we go throughout the story. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about them because I literally have an entire explanation for these at the end. So we're going to go into that at the end of the episode. After I'm we're so done fucking with excited for that. Yeah, same. I can't wait to start talking like, about it.
1: I, I, I finished it last night and I cannot get this fucking movie out of my head. I'm like, I need to fucking know. It's
0: going to blow your fucking mind. You need to fucking know. It is going to blow your mind. So while talking to his counselor, Donnie reveals that Grandma Death told him that every living creature dies on Earth alone. This is what she whispered into his ear earlier in the movie, and he tells a story about his dog Callie who was sick and wet under the porch, and the counselor asks him to die, like a question. She's like, "To die," and he says, "To be alone," and that shit hits me yeah. so fucking hard because my ass, hit. <laughs> my ass is one hundred percent dying alone. And I'm dying alone one hundred percent. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. I don't so think I so. was like. Fuck, that hurt. <laughs> Fuck. And the counselor asked Donnie if this scares him, and he says, I don't want to be alone. And the scene just fucking ends. Literally, that scene makes me fucking cry. Like, that scene yeah. has always... Since I first saw this movie when I was fucking young, like, that scene's always gotten to me.
1: It's fucking sad because, like, his mind is so, like, fucked, you know? It is. It's sad, and yeah. his parents aren't bad parents. Like, yeah. they're not terrible parents, yeah. but there's just... Yeah,
0: it sucks. Yeah, I mean, like... Shit, my brain would be fucked up regardless of my parents or not, but... And I got some fucked up ones, and now I'm even more fucked up, and look at where I am now. It's my mush.
1: You make it a good fucking podcast.
0: My brain is mush. This is the only good thing in my life. Your
1: brain is mashed potatoes.
0: Mashed potatoes. As so, is mine. So Bree loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie and his father and a few others are in the living room watching TV when a wormhole starts to appear out of his dad's chest, and then his little sister's and then his own and you actually saw a smaller version of this too like it's actually it's Mm -hmm. sped you still see it but it's sped up in the director's cut I think the director's cut does this scene a lot more justice Okay. The theatrical version is still cool and you still see pretty much all of it, but I had no is idea
1: what cool. was going on. I was like, is this like an orb? Like, what no, is yeah. this? Oh, yeah. I like... remember
0: the first time I watched this, it was with my uh, ex girlfriend. Like, that was the first time I watched it. It was on Netflix, like, uh-huh. a good while ago. And um, actually, no, I don't think that was the first time, but it was the first time I really watched it and paid attention. Yeah. And um, I remember seeing that wormhole and I was like, what the fuck is going weird. on? Because it's weird. It looks like water. It, yeah, it it's looks like, like water. W- yeah. And it's just like like moving around,
1: like clear, like petroleum jelly type of looking thing.
0: Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I love it. And it starts to come out of his own chest. And Donnie's only reaction is to just laugh.
1: He just giggled. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's just laughing and he's just like watching what happens. The worm starts to move and he proceeds to follow it. It takes him all the way upstairs and into his dad's closet and it leads him to a box where his father is keeping a gun. Yeah. And he kind of just picks it up and he looks at it and then the scene cuts. After this, Donnie tries to make the moves on his girlfriend, and she basically says it's... Oh, my God. She says it's, like, the not right... It's not the right time, and he's just like, why? She's like, well, I just want to feel it. And also... Some fat dude is staring at us, and it's he's this it's, dude wearing a giant, obnoxious orange jumpsuit, and smoking, smoking a, cigarette. a cigarette with sunglasses and, on. Yeah, smoking a cigarette, and he has a fucking sweatband <laughs> on. And in reality, Bree was just staring at them, and that's why my man Joan Hall couldn't get any smooches <laughs> because that was Bree standing in the corner. <laughs>
1: that is literally my fucking spirit animal, dude. That is
0: like the embodiment me, of Bree.
1: Me when I finally start going to the gym, <laughs> just fucking creeping on people, make it out shit.
0: The only thing it was missing was like a fucking stick of pepperoni in her other hand
1: oh yeah summer sausage baby all day
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Donner, donnie's parents at dinner are conversating after this and mother says that donnie telling any woman to insert shit in her ass shouldn't go without punishment <laughs> and the dad says i think we should buy him a moped
1: <laughs> <laughs> i so, love his fucking dad so, first so much off,
0: best dad ever <laughs> love this man 10 out of 10 would dad again <laughs> Second of all, it reminds me of when my high school teacher like literally straight up told me that he was going to fail me even though I turned my work in. This guy was like a kitty, honestly. Really? This guy was like a fucking kitty. What teacher was it? Um, do you remember when we went to Hayden's uh, graduation a couple weeks ago and remember we were in line like getting our tickets te- or checked or whatever? Tickets checked? Right te- te- yeah, our tickets checked. <laughs> and remember I told you, I was like, I think that's the dude I told to suck my dick.
1: Oh, it yeah, was, I do remember yeah, this. Yeah, it was
0: him. That dude was a fucking kitty straight up because I remember I got his ass in the principal's office too because the principal took me in after I... Okay, let me finish the story real quick and I'll get to that. Okay. He straight up told me he was going to fail me even though, like, I turned my work in. And he literally, like, he didn't say it exactly, but he worded it. He was like, because I don't like you. I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, I literally told him, I was like, I looked at him and I was like, fuck you. And then I literally started walking out of the room and then I turned around, I flipped him off with both hands (laughs) and I said, suck my dick. And I just fucking left. And on my suspension paper, it said, Caleb said, fuck you, suck my dick to his teacher. And I remember I kept that paper for a long time. I don't remember I, what I did dude, with it. Dude, I
1: kept my suspension papers, too, from Palm. I wish I still you had it. Don't know it what the fuck happened Yeah, to them. I
0: wish I still had it, because that was a good one. So, yeah, I got his ass in the principal's office later, too, because I got taken into the principal's office to talk about it. And I was like, dude, this guy fucking told me he was going to fail me, like, literally for no reason. I was like, and I turned my shit in. And he was just like, well, you know, he just thought I was lying. He was just like, oh, well, sounds like you're lying, whatever. And then I opened up my backpack, and I was like, really? You want some fucking proof? And I pulled out my paper, and it was a paper that literally had, like, a B-plus on it. And when you look at, um, I showed him, like, the report card or whatever that he gave me, and he gave me a zero on it.
1: Are you fucking kidding me, dude? And then
0: the te- the principal literally just looked at me. He was like, oh, fuck. He realized he fucked up because I was like, dude, fuck you. I was like, I'm not fucking lying. This guy's a fucking prick. <laughs> like, this dude's a fucking asshole. <laughs>
1: fucking bad teachers suck, dude. Dude,
0: literally, like... They suck you- so hard. If you're a bad teacher, you're the worst fucking person. Like, you don't even realize what that does to people, like, like- <sighs> emotionally and fucking, like, in terms of their education. Like Not that-
1: only that, it's just, like... Are you really that fucking miserable? You went through all those years. You went of through all those years
0: to be a teacher. To be a just to shit on other people. Yeah. Like literally. really? Literally. like What
1: is that fucking doing for you? On you sh- piece of shit.
0: And not even just people. Children. On children. Exactly. Like you're a fucking asshole. You
1: fucking suck. Yeah, I hope you got that. fired. Fuck I hope you got guy. fucking fired. Well, oh, he, obviously he didn't. he didn't. We fucking saw. Fucking... <laughs> yeah.
0: We saw him like three weeks ago. I'm gonna go fight him. Yeah. I was literally thinking about telling him to suck my dick again just when I was walking out. Should have been like suck. can shit. Should have been like suck my dick.
1: You, you would have just gotten kicked out of the graduation. Yeah, That's prob- probably it. Honestly, it,
0: it probably would have been worth it, though. I would have just waited probably. for Hayden outside or, like, watch from the <laughs> gate. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. Okay, so anyway, off topic again. We go back to the counselor, and the counselor tells Donnie's parents that he is expecting a daylight illusion, and he is seeing a giant bunny rabbit named Frank. She tells them that Donnie needs more therapy and that she is going to up the medication. All the while- And the parents are like, she's so fucking sad. The mom is so sad yeah. right now. She's literally, like, shaking. She's like, well, if... You think that's what he needs. It's fucking sad. Like the it's vo- really sad, the yeah. The voice that she makes is fucking chilling.
1: She's like, we just want him to experience some relief.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally. And Donnie, all the while, Donnie is staring into his mirror in the bathroom at home. He's stabbing a knife at Frank the bunny, like, without damaging the mirror. It's all distorting again, mm-hmm. like, making that portal kind of shit again. It's fucking eerie. Doesn't and- his
1: eye, like, open up? Like, a light starts shining through his eye? Yes.
0: Yeah. In Frank's eye? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I fucking love that shit. And his yeah, sister cool. and his sister walks in. And she's like, what are you doing? It's just like uh. and he snaps out of it like so quick. Yeah, he just snaps or maybe I was a different scene. It might have been a different one, but whatever. So after this, we finally meet Jim Cunningham in the flesh and they're having like an assembly kind of thing. He introduces an animated character named Frank on the screen and Donnie proclaims to Gretchen that he's traveling through time and Gretchen just kind of she just kind of shrugs it off. She's like, "Uh."
1: I don't think that part was in theatrical.
0: No, I don't, I don't think I don't it was think, actually.
1: I don't think he ever told her that. She no, was yeah, to actually,
0: I I remember reading that it's not. Yeah, it's not because I did a comparison too. Like I've seen them both a bunch of times, but I looked at a comparison to see exactly what was different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that part isn't in the theatrical. Yeah, because yeah. I remember
1: this scene, but I don't remember that
0: part. Okay, yeah, because he looks at her and he like you actually missed a lot of shit in this scene too. Honestly, Fuck. you missed a lot of good stuff in this scene. God damn it! So everyone's asking Jim questions, and I think you get everyone asking him questions, but you don't get Jim's answer in the theatrical, do you?
1: Um. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, 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 no. You no, know what Jim's answer? Do. They just—they're just up on stage, and then Danny. Yeah, they just come Danny. up on
0: stage. So Danny the-
1: Brasco walks up to the mic. Oh yeah.
0: Oh shit! <laughs> Fucking uh, Drake and Josh. <laughs> Let me get a Drake and Josh over here. And we
1: get a motherfucking uh, large Drake and Josh. Thank you.
0: Boneless Drake and Josh. We <laughs> get a boneless Drake and a bone in Josh. <laughs> so yeah, you miss Jim like talking to them, which is actually really cool because he says some shitty ass stuff. Um, So everyone's asking him questions. Donnie runs up to the mic, and he shits all the fuck over Cunningham, Mm -hmm. like, all over him. He's again proclaiming uh, truth and shit, like, fucking always. He's always speaking truth because he's a badass. Mm -hmm. Jim is being an asshole and trying to turn it onto him, and Donnie finishes his inspiring speech by calling Cunningham the fucking Antichrist.
1: That shit was so dope. He's like, I think you're the fucking Antichrist. Dude,
0: that shit's awesome, because the whole time he's keeping composure, and he's like, he's fucking him up, but he's doing it really low-key, and at the end he's like... I think you're the fucking Antichrist. And
1: then he gets walked that out. That shit is... Yeah,
0: everyone just rushes <laughs> up. They're like, "Oh, fucking get him out. Fucking awesome. I love yeah, him so... Everybody's like clapping too. I love him so fucking much. <clears throat> uh, we have another grandma death scene, and this time Frank tells Donnie to leave her a note in the mailbox. She's staring at Donnie and Gretchen ominously, and um, we read another passage from her book. And this one says, When a tangent universe occurs, those living nearest to the vortex will find themselves at the epicenter of a dangerous new world. Artifacts provide the first sign that a Tangent Universe has occurred. If an artifact occurs, the living will retrieve it with great interest and curiosity. Artifacts are formed from metal, such as an arrowhead from an ancient Mayan civilization, or a metal sword from medieval Europe. We learn that there are portals that need a vessel. And Donnie speculates that he can possibly see into the future under certain circumstances and starts to bring God into the conversation because there's actually a lot of religious talk in this movie as there well. There is, yeah. And um, the conversation... It's just, he starts bringing God into the conversation and the teacher decides that he can't continue with this anymore mm-hmm. because he's like, well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can lose my job. He can't talk about religion like to children and whatnot. The next book passage after this scene reads... The living receiver is chosen to guide the artifact into position for its journey back to the primary universe. No one knows how or why a receiver will be chosen. The living receiver is often blessed with fourth dimensional powers. These include increased strength, telekinesis, mind control, and the ability to conjure fire and water. The living receiver is often tormented by terrifying dreams, visions, and auditory hallucinations during his time within the tangent universe. Holy shit! Yeah, it's good shit. I fucking, fucking really
1: wish I want to watch this dude, version. Literally dude, literally borrow
0: it and watch it after because it's am so fucking so good. I'm so mad. I'll honestly join you and watch it again because okay. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> well, Donnie tells his counselor about the book and the worm things that are appearing, and how they're written in the book like to a fucking T. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm like, he's like, this shit is fucking true like there's something going on and he says that he followed one into his parents room and that when the counselor asked what he found he lied and he said he said nothing yeah he was just like nothing and scene cuts again gretchen and donny kith <laughs> and then they head to the movie theater to watch evil dead dude
1: i was fucking losing my shit dude when they kissed i was like fuck yeah no when they went to go watch evil dead
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, i was fucking I, I, jealous dude I, I knew you were gonna like be hyping on that shit too
1: i was like because I saw the poster outside. I saw the fucking poster outside with uh, the lady like reaching from the ground. And then uh, he was like, two for evil dead. I was like, yeah.
0: I, I knew you were going to be like flipping out when you saw that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Gretchen is asleep and Frank is sitting next to Gretchen. He asked Frank, why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? Which is honestly one of the most fucking iconic. It's very iconic. Yeah, But this after is even more. If Frank replies, why are you wearing that stupid man suit? Dude, it's so hard because there's so many Donnie Darko tattoos that I want to get. And I don't even know where to fucking go because there's so many fucking quotes that I love from this movie that I just want all fucking over my body. Like, I honestly almost want to get, like, in my entire leg just fucking Donnie Darko.
1: That would actually be pretty fucking cool.
0: <laughs> I, um, I'm i honestly, like, I might do it. That's I might fucking, fucking, dope. fucking do it you because should do there's that. so much shit that I want to fucking add on. Yeah. So much. So after Donnie asks him about his man suit, Donnie makes him take off of his suit. And Frank is revealed to be a person with a bullet hole in his right eye. Donnie asks when all of this is going to stop, and Frank says he should already know that. Donnie just kind of giggles again.
1: It was so weird. Like, I was not expecting that mask to ever come off during yeah. the movie. Yeah, I was no, not yeah. expecting that.
0: Yeah, you don't expect it at all, and then you it's don't. like, you and see then... it's just a normal-ass person, yeah. like, with a gunshot wound to the eye. That's why like... I was
1: like, what the fuck? Yeah,
0: it's fucking crazy. Crazy. It's fucking insanity. And Frank tells him to look at the movie screen and says, have you ever seen a portal? and Frank gives him an order. Donnie leaves the theater, and Gretchen's still just, like, asleep Mm because she's asleep this entire time. She fell asleep at the very beginning of the movie.
1: Unappreciative.
0: I know, right? During Evil Dead. During During Evil Evil Dead. How fucking could you? The fucking disrespect, honestly. (laughs) No, dude,
1: I was so fucking (laughs) mad. I was like, this lame fucking bitch.
0: The whole disrespect. So uh, everyone is watching The Sparkle Kids, which is, like, um kitty's daughter and yeah. um fucking samantha darko and a bunch of other girls are like in some dance group thing they're doing their kid sparkle dance thing and donnie is at jim cunningham's house he's dousing it with gasoline and he's setting the entire place ablaze he arrives back at the theater right as gretchen is waking up and on the next day jim cunningham's house is fi- his, ha- his house fire is on the news and we learned that his home was a fucking kitty porn dungeon.
1: Yeah. That part blew my fucking mind. I was like, Holy yeah, shit, dude. dude. Yeah, dude.
0: Dude's a fucking creep.
1: And uh Maggie Gyllenhaal was on the couch like, Holy fucking shit. I was like, literally my fucking reaction. I so was do like, remember, God damn. You
0: remember about what I said earlier when um Donnie was watching Jim Cunningham on the screen in Kitty's class and um
1: Frank said, uh, pay attention, you might miss something? Yes. Yeah.
0: This is what he's talking about. Oh, okay. So that's one of the things I'm talking about, like, every single fucking thing they say and do leads into something else in this movie. Wow. Yeah. So, we go to the principal's office, and my girl, Drew, literally gets fired for being the only smart teacher around. Literally?
1: And I'm, that's so fucking pissed, dude.
0: You know, you actually got a very different... Version in the theatrical version, too. The director's cut is a lot more emotional.
1: Really? Because
0: she kind of just takes it and she's just like seriously and like just kind of fucking leaves and screams. Like yeah. yours, she kind of like kind of tries to fight back and defend herself a mm-hmm. little bit. And the director's cut, it's a lot more emotional because it's like cut and dry and it's like she just got fucked out of her job.
1: Yeah. Straight Fuck, up. That sucks. Dude. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. And she goes outside and she screams at the top of her fucking she's lungs. Like, Fuck! like, yeah, it's fucking chilling, honestly. Like mm-hmm. her scream is fucking perfect
1: yeah she did that scene very fucking well yeah
0: and she turns around and she sees um Sharita Sharita just in there she like drops her book and like opens her mouth she's like
1: (gasps) yeah I'm surprised (laughs) she wasn't like shut up
0: Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Donnie's dude. mother is going um, off on a trip because Kitty comes over and complains. She's like, You're not taking sparkle motion seriously. <laughs> sparkle. Fucking stupid. And she's all <laughs> and she's all like crying and shit and being a fucking asshole. I'm like, dude, Kitty, shut the fuck up. You are the biggest asshole ever. And she's and she's You're dude- not
1: taking sparkle <laughs> motion <laughs>
0: seriously.
1: <laughs> Literally. It's called sparkle
0: motion. I know, motion. <laughs> right? Like grow the fuck up, Kitty. And the whole reason she's missing this sparkle motion trip is so that she can go defend Jim Cunningham in like fucking court. Because oh, he's a pedophile, yeah. so I was like, "Fuck Kitty" on so many levels. You're such she a...
1: fucking sucks, dude. You're She's ten... one of those fucking Bible thumper fucking people. Like... I know,
0: and you're d- you just Ugh. she literally just defending a pervert just because she doesn't want to look stupid.
1: Disgusting. Like,
0: dude, he's caught with Kitty porn in his fucking. You have it's, a kid. you literally... have a child,
1: and there's literally the proof in his fucking house. Yeah, like, like there's inside. hard evidence. Exactly.
0: Like they they didn't just say like some Kitty porn on his fucking like you know computer or anything it was a dungeon
1: it was literally a fucking dungeon like, like dude, hidden in the fucking shut house the Like
0: the fuck up you, you're such an asshole she
1: fucking sucks Kitty's such a fucking douchebag I
0: fucking hate her so much like she's necessary in the movie but I fucking hate her
1: yeah she's necessary but
0: <laughs> she's funny but she's so fucking irritating <laughs> Yeah, no, take his buckle
1: motion, seriously! <laughs> that was fucking funny, dude. It's like some fucking shit out of South Park. <laughs>
0: Literally. So, Dani is talking to his counselor again, and he tells her that he was pissed off as a child because he didn't get his Hungry Hungry Hippos. And the <laughs> the way he says it is so funny, she's like... What were you supposed to get for Christmas? He's like,
1: hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, he's, like, crying like a little boy. I was it's like, dude, so fucking... so funny. Understandable. A, I love that game. I
0: know. I fucking love it. And he tells his counselor that he flooded the school and he burned down that pervert's house. He's like, I flooded the school and I burned down that fucking pervert's house. Yep. And he tells her that Frank has a master plan and that time is going to be up soon. Frank is going to kill. And he screams and says... I can see him right now! Like, literally, like, he's, like... That part
1: like, was so fucking freaky, it's fu- dude.
0: This is one of the most terrifying so scenes in the movie, too, because he's literally there, sitting there just, like, talking calmly, and then he's, like, I can fucking see him, and yeah. he, like, stands up, and Frank's just standing there, like, right in the room. I think his eyes, like, bright again in this yeah, scene, too. And he's just fucking, like, staring at him. We hear some terrifying-ass music. The music and is fucking
1: intense There's here.
0: distortion noises, too, and actually, I don't know if you noticed, but Donnie's tar- talking for a moment, too, and his voice completely distorts. It's really? Fucking, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's fucking chilling. And Frank and Donnie are just staring at each other. And Frank is so fucking freaky. Yeah. Like, he's always Super freaky fucking looking. scary. But he's terrifying. He's fucking terrifying. The counselor tells Donnie to stop taking his pills, like, because he's about to leave. And he's like, she says, stop taking your pills. They're they're placebos. They're water pills.
1: Oh, this is not in theatrical.
0: No? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think this whole scene is in theatrical, honestly.
1: Um. No, the Maybe part some where of he it. sees Frank... It no, is. no,
0: af- w- the next part that I'm talking oh, about okay. right now. I don't think this whole part that I'm going to say right now is in it either. Because okay, you literally missed like 20 minutes. Like the fucking theatrical so version dude. is 20 minutes shorter. I
1: know, I saw that.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, man. The reason why actually though is because the director had a vision for this and he uh, first released it at like um like a, what are those, like one of those like showings that they make before mm-hmm. like, I don't fucking remember what it's called, Um, but it was at one of those and um when they were putting it out in theaters, they were like, this movie's really long so we had to cut out a lot and like cut some stuff out and whatnot.
1: They could have cut other shit out, like the whole smart. More realistically, part. they had to take. <laughs> they they could have cut it, that. Shit was out. that in?
0: That's in the theatrical. Yeah. Oh shit, that's funny.
1: Yeah, they could have cut that. Well, shit Well, but out. it's
0: still showing how fucking smart Donnie is, even on simple, yeah. even on like little topics. But I get, I still like what they did with the theatrical. I think they cut out good stuff because yeah, some of this stuff is really cool. But they made the theatrical version really ambiguous and really like. To the mind of the viewer, mm-hmm. so and that's why a lot of people like it too. A lot of people like the theatrical version more than the director's cut.
1: I liked it. I didn't hate it.
0: It's still really good. Like they, they definitely have their their goods and their bads for sure. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they're water pills and tells Donnie that um, he is not an athe- an atheist, but rather he is an agnostic, meaning somebody who believes in the existence of a god or that the existence of a god cannot be proven, but who also does not exclude the possibility of an existing god. And this will come back into the story very soon. So we get to the next scene, and Donnie's sister proclaims that she's getting into Harvard, and she's all fucking happy and yeah. shit, and Donnie's like, all right, well, we should throw a party. And I don't know if you noticed this, and I don't know if it's in the theatrical, but what's really cool about this scene is that there's a carved out pumpkin sitting no, yeah. in between. It That's is? in the theatrical, yeah. and I was like, what the
1: fuck? It's kind of, It was really fucking cool, because Miguel fucking, didn't notice it.
0: It is fucking insane, because it's not like, it's not the...
1: It's not, like, the it's center not, of the yeah, room. Yeah, it's not the epicenter of yeah. the
0: fucking, of the scene. Yeah. But it's fucking it's there, like, because you're focusing on Jake and Maggie's conversation. Yeah. But there's literally a carved-out pumpkin with a perfect carving of Frank yeah. the Bunny sitting that right shit's there. That's fucking
1: dope. I'm going to try and do that this Halloween.
0: Dude, same. Yeah, I was that thinking shit's that. Dope. That's so fucking cool. So fucking cool. And I actually didn't notice that for a long time, and then I was looking, I was like, what the fuck? I, I noticed
1: like, it right away. As soon yeah, as the I, fucking scene I, popped right on, I was like, se-
0: See, I was what? watching it on my computer this time, and I watched the movie with headphones, which honestly makes this movie so much better. Yeah. Watching it with headphones is fucking incredible. Yeah, the music and everything. Yeah. It's so fucking good. And I was like, what Just the fuck? That's right now. <laughs> Frank's head. Dude, Is fucking crazy. So, um, after this scene, the counselor calls the house and leaves a voicemail. We're at, like, the party now, officially. Yeah. And um, Donnie's parent. She tells Donnie's parents that they need to call her immediately to discuss him. And back at the party, Gretchen rings the doorbell, and Donnie answers the door. She tells him that her mom is gone, her house was fucked up, and that her mom is missing. She says, they're up in, like, the room talking and whatnot, and she says, I guess some people were just born with tragedy in their blood. And mm-hmm. then, they have sex, and, like, the voicemail is playing and over that, we hear that Donnie's mom is heading back from her trip. It is now October, we move on a little bit, and it's, um, it's October 30th, 1988, and six hours remain until the end of the world. Donnie Kitsch- Kitsch- Donnie <laughs> Kith is. Gretchen downstairs. <laughs> I gotta make do with my fucking Give her a little kith. He give her a little kith downstairs. Keith. And he turns around and another wormhole began or takes him to the fridge where he reads, Frank was here, went to get a beer on the whiteboard. Donnie, Gretchen, and their two friends leave the house on bikes because Donnie's like, We need to fucking go, like something's happening. They arrive at this little shack and Donnie looks at it and he says, cellar door. Which represents, like, a time portal, which is something that he read in Grandma Death's book.
1: Yeah.
0: Asshole jock dudes, like, pull up after they're, like, because they're just, like, going in, they're just looking at stuff and, Mm -hmm. like, figuring some shit out. And the jock dude and Seth Rogen pull up, and they throw the shit out of Gretchen. I fucking hate this scene. Like, they they immediately just start fucking her up. Like, they throw her, and she lands, like, straight on the floor. And this scene also makes me fucking sad, because I love Gretchen. And Gretchen's they, amazing. She's fucking awesome. She's, like, the sweetest soul ever, and they beat the fuck out of her. Like, they fucking throw her, and she's literally on the floor, like, gasping for her yeah, breath the entire time.
1: Knock the fucking wind out of her.
0: Yeah, and the other dude is choking Donnie with a knife, like, up to his neck.
1: He's like, I got a bigger knife now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a car starts to peel in, and the jock asshole says, did you call the fucking cops? And Donnie... Donnie looks at him and he smiles and he says, Dace ex machina. hmm And it's fucking awesome which that goes back to, okay, well, do you know what do you know what it means? Absolutely not. Okay, so <laughs> this is a term that is that was used by many tragedy writers, like, way back in the day to resolve complicated or seemingly hoping, hopeless situations, and that is what this is right now. Gretchen's on the floor, like, getting fucked up, he's getting choked with a knife to his neck, he doesn't know what to fucking do. And the phrase loosely translates to God from the machine. So this goes back to the agnostic uh-huh. scene earlier with the counselor, because machine of god seems to be working with him for a split moment he doesn't exactly believe in anything but he believes that something could happen okay and that that's pretty much what all that is so that's why Mm -hmm. i fucking love that scene the jock asks him what the fuck did you just say and donnie says our savior
1: i remember that part
0: and then the car drives up
1: and this car is seen earlier in the movie too
0: yeah yeah it's
1: and i was like what the fuck i saw Mm -hmm. this earlier
0: and the car peels in and it runs over Gretchen on the gl- on the ground and she sees the car driving toward her and she yells for Donnie and it's honestly so fucking it's sad It's fucking
1: heartbreaking, dude.
0: It's so fucking sad. And out of the car comes a man dressed as a clown and he calls to Frank the driver. The man in the bunny costume walks out of the car with his mask off.
1: Mhm.
0: He asks if she's he asks her if, or Donnie if she's dead and then he proceeds to get angry and he's like, "What were you doing in the middle of the road, huh? What were you thinking?" and donnie doesn't react at all he pulls a gun out of his pocket shoots, shoots him in Frank the right in the eye yep shoots him right in the eye and he looks at uh frank's friend and he tells him to go home and tell him tell his parents that everything's gonna be okay and he says it like like crying like tears yeah. in his voice is like tell go, go home tell them everything's gonna fucking be okay it's so fucking sad
1: it's like chilling
0: it is it's very chilling And we now see where Frank the Bunny received the gun wound. Everything kind of ties together now a little bit. We'll explain it later. Grandma Death walks up and tells Donnie, a storm is coming. You must hurry. He drops his gun and he walks home with Gretchen in his arms. And I don't know if you realize this, but he was obviously very far from home. Yeah. He walked home carrying Gretchen, and when he got back too, he wasn't sweated or anything. Remember how we talked about earlier how... The living receiver in the fourth dimension receives powers like the ability to bend fire, oh. water, and strength and stuff like that yeah. telekinesis. This is his strength. Oh, okay. So that is why he wasn't winded whatsoever, like Holy just walking shit, home yeah. with Gretchen. Yeah. Um, he gets inside and he kisses his sister on the forehead while she's passed out and her father's lazy boy. He grabs his parents' car keys and before he enters the car, he sees a giant storm in the sky. Police and helicopters are approaching the house right as Donnie leaves. Yeah. And Donnie drives to a mountain's edge, and he stares at the storm and chuckles and says, I'm going going home. home. And the director's scene actually has like an extra 15 seconds of him laughing and saying, I'm going home. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't
1: really laugh much. He just kind of was like... I'm going home. Yeah. Like, finally, I'm going home. Yeah.
0: Director's got so much cooler because he sits there and like it yeah. just shows like the ambiance of the scene and everything. It's really fucking cool. Ambiance. <laughs> ambiance. <laughs> we now see uh, his mother and Samantha Darko on the plane coming home. The flight goes haywire due to Donnie's uh, Tangent Universe telekinesis powers that he used to rip the jet engine off. Because when you oh, look at yeah. it, it kind of seems like he doesn't notice what's going on. Like It, it kind of just happens. The plane starts going down but I went ahead like I wasn't gonna write any of it but I went ahead and wrote this part just for the fuck of it he's actually sitting there and when he's sitting at the edge of the mountain he is using his telekinesis powers that he has in this tangent universe to rip that jet engine off off because he needs to replicate it this shit
1: is a mind fuck yeah we'll
0: get so much into that later like so much more and I'll explain it completely Donnie gets back in the car and we see every turn of events rewinding we hear the letter that Donnie sent to Grandma Death which reads Dear Roberta Sparrow I've reached the end of your book And there's so many things that I need to ask you. Sometimes I'm afraid of what you might tell me. Sometimes I'm afraid that what you tell me is that this is not a work of fiction. I can only hope that the answers will come to me in my sleep. I hope that when the world comes to an end, I can breathe a sigh of relief. Because there will be so much to look forward to. And we see Donnie sitting in his room laughing. We see his father sleeping on the Lazy Boy as he did in the beginning of the movie, with the TV static playing. We see Maggie coming home after sneaking out. Donnie lays down and smiles, almost what seems like a sigh of relief. Yeah. And the airplane jet flies into his room, crushing Donnie completely. Kills him. Kills him. As mom and dad wake up, Maggie freaks out, and we move on to the next scene. Another book passage reads, "...when the manipulated awaken from their journey into the Tangent Universe, they are often haunted by the experience in their dreams. Many of them will not remember." And then a soft rendition of Mad World begins, and Donnie's counselor wakes up immediately, seemingly, like, fucking terrified and confused. Yeah. Donnie's science teacher wakes up, and he just just has a strange look on his face. We go over to Jim Cunningham, and he is seen sobbing in his room. And apparently, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but I read some stuff online. Apparently, like, I don't know if it's in any cuts or if it's just, like... A canon like part of the story that's not in the movie, but apparently after he woke up in this and pr- like this actual universe, after everything like went back and rewinded, he killed himself. So I don't know if that's true or not, but apparently he felt bad about all this kitty porn shit that he was doing because he f- he got caught in the other universe and he killed himself.
1: Oh shit! So I
0: don't know how true that is or not. I you'll have to look up that a little bit because yeah. I don't know, but I don't know if it's confirmed. But I'm just gonna say because it it's interesting if it is true um kitty simply puts her hand over her mouth like she's just like <sighs> yeah and that's fucking it she's just up uh, awake sharita is in bed imbe- is in bed with a soft grin which is different from all the others but we know that because donnie like there was a scene earlier where donnie kind of came up to her and he he gave her a really insp- inspiring speech he was like yeah. don't let anyone fucking like fuck with you like you're amazing blah blah, blah. but she thought he was fucking with her yeah. and she's just like she Shut like up. ran away and she, she ran, ran away terrified too. yeah she ran away terrified and she dropped a book that said donnie darko on the front with a heart so she had like a journal about him she was in love yeah. with him so she wakes up with a soft grin we see tons of paintings of frank the bunny which were illustrated by frank himself he's yeah. kind of just sitting in his room and his costumes off and he's like he puts his hand over his right eye slowly and we see paintings of frank the bunny like fucking everywhere it's really crazy we get wow,
1: back. dude, I didn't. I don't remember him putting his hand over his eye.
0: Yeah, he's sitting there in his room, and like he kind of like he kind of looks off, and he looks, he looks confused. Like he's stressed and he's confused. because yeah. he died in another yeah. universe, and he puts his hand over his right eye because he feels something.
1: It's fuck, fucking crazy.
0: Wild. We get back to the Darko house, and Donnie's body body is being rolled out of the house. The entire family is crying. And Donnie's mother is just completely disassociated. Yeah. Like, she's just smoking a cigarette, just watching her son getting wheeled away. Like, she's, she's fucking... Mm, she is emotionless. Like, she's fucking broken. Fucking... She is absolutely makes fucked. Makes
1: my fucking heart hurt.
0: Yeah, it fucking hurts. Gretchen rides up on her bike and asks what happened um, to, like, some kid that was watching. It was. He says that his neighbor was killed, smushed by a jet engine, is what he says.
1: He, yeah, he literally says that. He says <laughs> smushed. smushed. Yep. He's like she, a little-ass kid.
0: Yeah, literally. He's like <laughs> probably like eight or something. He's probably eight, yeah. And she asks who it was, and he says, Donnie. Donnie Darko. Gretchen doesn't really seem to recognize the name, and the kid says he feels bad for his family. Gretchen agrees and looks off at Donnie's mom, who is looking back at her. The child asks if she knew him, and she continues looking at Donnie's mom and then just says, No. Donnie's mother Donnie's mother keeps looking at her, and Gretchen eventually waves. Donnie's mother has her hand in her pocket and she kind of takes it out and she's still smoking a cigarette and she she waves back for kind of a prolonged period of time. It's a little
1: weird. Like this whole scene was kind of just like really off putting.
0: Yeah, really weird. And that is the end of the movie. Woo! That is the end of the movie right there. And now we're going to get into the real shit now. (laughs) We're going to get into some crazy fucking shit right now.
1: I'm fucking ready. Dude. This you is the part
0: I've been waiting for this whole fucking time. I am so fucking stoked to talk about this. I I already knew like a pretty good amount of this, but I still learned like fucking everything from this. Like we're explaining yeah, this in full right now. You fucking ready, Brie? I'm
1: fucking ready. Are Let's you fucking
0: ready? Let's do it. Tell me you're ready. Let's get it.
1: Woo! 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 I can't, I can't do it that loud. I got some phlegm in my throat.
0: You gross-ass bitch. I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a
1: disgusting person.
0: (laughs) Okay, so now we're officially going to get into the explanation for this film. And there are actually a good number of explanations for this movie, with some being schizophrenia, a dream, a looping tangent universe, or Donnie being shown the future by Frank the Bunny. But none of these explanations really make as much sense as the main explanation, which is time travel. And that is what we are going to focus on right now. This is the explanation that I 100% back. This is the one I think has no fucking plot holes in it whatsoever. So this is what we are going to talk about. Like,
1: literally, after I finished the movie, I was like, okay, the only thing (laughs) that I could think of that would make this movie make the most sense is time travel.
0: Yeah, it's really the only thing that makes sense. Um and there's still more to it, though. But, okay, so as far as this film goes, it is separated by two paths. Think about just a left path, a right path, like a fork in the road almost. Okay. One path being the primary universe, which is the universe they currently exist in, and the tangent universe, which is a parallel universe that a majority of the film is set in, like literally the whole fucking movie except for, like, the fucking end, pretty much. Okay. Okay. The, the philosophy of time travel, which is the book written by Grandma Death that we see tons of throughout the movie, or at least in the director's cut of the movie, plays a vital role in explaining the events that transpire. This book basically states that time travel is usually a stable construct, but every so often the fourth dimension gets corrupted. And if this happens, it creates a highly unstable tangent universe, which, as we heard in the movie, will only last several weeks before it collapses. Mm-hmm. This And that is what represents 28 days, 48 hours uh What is it? Something in 12 seconds. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Six it...
1: minutes, 12 seconds. Yes, like there that.
0: we go. There we go. So, it is a possibility that if this tangent universe collapses, it may cause a black hole that will destroy the primary universe. So, just to reiterate this again, the main thing that we are talking about during this is the tangent universe because yeah. this is what the movie is supposed to the, the
1: in. parallel yes. tangent universe.
0: On midnight on October second, a tangent universe is created, and the next twenty eight days, which we watch in the film, well, which we watch the film take place in, is this newly created tangent universe. Very soon after creation, Frank's wake up, or Frank wakes up Donnie and leads him out of his room, which saves his life from the jet engine that fell through his room in the very beginning of the movie, and this sets him up as what was mentioned earlier, which is the living receiver, mm-hmm. and he is the living receiver for this new cha- tangent universe. We do not know how the Tangent Universe was initially started, but we do know that a Tangent Universe is an exact copy of the primary universe. But an artifact exists in the Tangent Universe, which is what I mentioned earlier when they were talking about like a possible arrowhead, like a spearhead or yeah, a sword. Something it, metal, right? It has to be something metal, yes. In this case, the artifact was the jet engine. The jet engine. Because you know how in the beginning, you know, they brought the FAA and stuff, and they were like, we don't know where this fucking came from. This is the artifact in the Tangent universe. Okay. So it was created when the plane that it was attached to was being created in the universe, because when the Tangent universe was being created, it copies every single thing from the primary universe, but the thing that makes it different is that it created this artifact. It created something that was not supposed to be in this world. So when it was created, when everything was being created and the plane was being created, two engines were created on this plane. The second engine was not meant to be in this Tangent Universe, so it throws the entire universe off balance, and this engine did not know where to exist, so it just happens that it fell into Donnie's room when the Tangent Universe was made.
1: Fucking wild. It wasn't
0: It wasn't <laughs> like it was going specifically for Donnie. Donnie was not supposed to be this, it's not his destiny, it is all just a fucking fluke.
1: He was chosen, though, right? He was just
0: chosen by fucking random. Yeah. By completely random. So, Frank waking up Donnie was an event set forth by Frank moving through time. He dies much later in the film, which makes him what is called a manipulated dead in this tangent universe. The manipulated dead have the ability to go back in time and work with the living receiver as a means to save the primary universe. Because... If the living receiver, which is Donnie, as we stated, does not save the universe, everything dies. As we said earlier, if the Tangent Universe fails, a black hole is created and And it destroys the primary universe. So everything in existence is gone.
1: So Frank was there to kind of guide Donnie. Frank was
0: there to guide him on his journey. Okay, So, back to the artifact. This is
1: giving me fucking goosebumps. It's fucking insane. (laughs) It's crazy. So,
0: back to the artifact, which is, again, the jet engine. This object is created as the first sign of evidence that a Tangent Universe has appeared and it is not or let me go on. And supposedly, they're always made out of metal. As we said, the presence of this artifact makes the entire tangent universe unstable because it cannot handle the duplicate the duplicate object existing in this timeline. For the time, ta- or for the tangent universe to unravel and end without forming a black hole, which will destroy the primary universe, the tangent universe needs to be a ex- perfect exact copy of the primary universe. If the jet engine is removed, it will balance out the universe, and it will allow the tangent universe to end. And for the pri- for the primary universe to return normally. The only way for this artifact to be removed is to send it through a portal back to the primary universe. So, <laughs> we learn...
1: Jesus Christ. It's like,
0: I told you, you're going to have a fun time. We learn in Grandma Death's book that the living receiver has access to certain powers to aid them on their quest in the Tangent Universe. And these are the powers we spoke of earlier, like when... Yeah. Donnie took Gretchen back and when he manipulated fire and water to mm-hmm. flood the school and all that. So this, again the strengths are or the powers are strength, telekinesis and the ability to conjure fire and water. They're all very important because Donnie uses literally all of these powers in the movie. They all play a vital role in the storyline and even though he is unaware of these powers for a good portion of the movie, they're still fucking there and yeah. he comes to turn with them after a while. He uses the strength to bear, he also uses the strength to bury the axe into the school water pipe and um the solid bronze mascot. Yeah. Because, you know, that was a big fucking... I remember. That was a big old statue that he fucked up. It was up. solid
1: bronze. Yeah, yeah there's, exactly. no there's no fucking way. There's no way.
0: So he used his strength powers to fuck that up. He uses fire to burn down Jim Cunningham's house. He floods the school and contr- and constructs a time portal from water. And fuck. that is why those, wormhole- those wormholes... those warm holes ...are water. Because you need water and metal, hypothetically, for time travel. Those are the two things you need, and water is the thing that makes that portal.
1: Holy fuck. (laughs) And then in the
0: end, he used telekinesis to rip off the jet engine off of the plane to send it through the time portal to rewind everything and bring him back to the primary universe. So... We talked about Frank aiding Donnie as a manipulated dead. He is one of the many, many factors in this movie leading Donnie to return the artifact to the primary universe. If Frank had never died in the Tangent Universe and gone back in time to wake Donnie up, there wouldn't have been anyone to return the artifact in the primary universe, which thus would have ended the world when the Tangent Universe collapsed. Yeah. Because he needs those powers to send this artifact back into the universe. And without him, it's fucked. No one else has these powers in this fourth dimension universe.
1: Except, even.
0: And there are things that there are past living receivers too which we'll get into like grandma death is probably a past living receiver which is why she was able to write this book but in this dimension she is not even though she was a living receiver before she is not in this universe so she would not be able to do anything no other living receiver would be able to do anything about it if donnie fucks up the world is over universe is over so back to this uh da 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 yeah, it would have called the world to end in um twenty eight days, six hours, forty two minutes, and twelve seconds, which oh, is what Frank's minutes. yes, which is what Frank's tell oh, was six hours, whatever, which is what Frank tells him in the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So that is pretty much when the around the time when the tangent universe was created, and that is how much time they had the several weeks until the tangent universe collapses. Since Gretchen dies in the timeline, she is technically also a manipulated dead, but she doesn't seem to appear to Donnie in the same way that Frank has for the entire movie. Because these manipulated dead, they can appear, but they don't have to.
1: Okay.
0: So, there's so, there's kind of a reason for this. The reason for this is kind of unknown, but it's theorized that this may have been confusing to Johnny to uh, Donnie on his journey, because he was in love with Gretchen, and he was actively going through stuff with Gretchen. He doesn't see Frank until the very last day of this universe, so, it doesn't really put two and two together. He's wondering who Frank is. He's wondering what's going on, et cetera, mm-hmm. And it's setting up all of these turns of events. So, that might have... Since he spent so much time with Gretchen and she had to become his girlfriend for everything to work out properly, and she had to die for this all to work out, too. Yeah. She had to die for everything to be set in stone. So, that's kind of why she doesn't appear. But technically, Gretchen still is considered a manipulated dead, just as Frank is. So, everyone else connected to Donnie are referred to as manipulated living and these also play a very important but subconscious role to guiding the living receiver. Their purpose is to act the exact way they need to for Donnie to achieve his purpose to save the universe. All of the manipulated dead or living are ensuring that the living receiver has no choice but to lure the artifact out of the tangent universe into the primary universe. This is referred to as the insurance trap. They all do this in an attempt to save themselves subconsciously or in the dead cases or in the dead's case consciously. If Donnie fails his mission, they all die. So pretty much the whole goal of everything in this entire movie, every single turn of events, is to get Donnie to the point that he realizes that he needs to move this artifact out of this universe to save the universe.
1: (laughs) This... Jesus Christ, dude.
0: Okay, so now... Here we go. In Gretchen's case, he only meets and falls in love with her in the Tangent universe. This would never happen in the Primary universe. He is given someone who he truly loves... Just so that she can die in front of him, this causes Donnie to kill Frank, which allows Frank to become a manipulated dead and go back in time to guide Donnie throughout his entire journey from the tangent universe from day one.
1: Dude, time travel shit fucks my brain up like no fucking other. Like, <laughs> It's I the so best, hard dude. to fucking follow for it's me. The like, fucking best. I like really have to fucking pay attention right now.
0: So, so literally all this, Gretchen had to fall in love and had to die in not even just die, but die in front of Donnie so that he can kill this person so that he could guide him through his entire fucking journey throughout uh, this entire movie. God,
1: I got fucking goosebumps. I know, again, I know. Dude.
0: So oh, it, there's wild. still more too. There's still fucking more. Fucking this wild. was when the trap was placed. This Gretchen dying and Frank dying was the insurance trap. Okay. That is the insurance trap that I mentioned a second ago. So when this trap was placed, Frank was formed to guide Donnie to eventually kill him. That was pretty much his goal to begin with. He wanted him to kill him, which put Donnie on the run and gave him only one option, because as we see, when he kills Frank, the cops pull up to his house. Yes. Donnie would not have ended up where he did if the cops were not after him, because he pretty much had to run All away and get happened out. happened for a reason. Yes, everything happened for a reason. This was when Donnie truly realized what his purpose was, and... In the end of the film, we saw the vortex start to appear above Donnie's house right before he went to the mountain with Gretchen. Yeah. He does this because, goes to the Mountain that is, because this is the best vantage point. The plane is flying by, which is the plane that his mother and Samantha Darko were on. This exact plane from the beginning of the movie has been manipulated into the universe at this very time for Donnie to remove the artifact from it. And when he does this, this is when Donnie rips the jet engine off using his telekinesis powers. Yeah. And when he does this, he constructs a time portal with water to guide the engine through back into the primary universe. And that is why he rips off the jet engine, even though, like, his fucking mom and sister are on there, too. Because he has to rip it off to save the universe and to guide it back to where it's supposed to be to bring the universe back into balance. Because that engine was not supposed to be in this world. That is what's causing everything to ripple and fuck up. So, as we learned from Grandma Death's book, all time travel needs a metal object and water and a water-based portal for time travel. So this is why we see these wormholes throughout the entire movie that look like Mm -hmm. water snake things. These are all portals and fucking just they're just all time travel things. Like, you know how the the wormhole led him to the gun? Yeah. The gun is what he used to kill Frank. Oh fuck. You know how the portal or the wormhole led him to the fridge that said Frank was here, went to go get beer?
1: And then he, the portal led him to leave, too, right? Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. All of it. Fuck. The portal led him to leave and led him to go ride off on his bike for this Gretchen to die. This is
1: fucking yep. nuts, dude.
0: So at this point in this movie, in the movie, we saw everything rewind. This was all of the events over the last 28 days ceasing to exist. This is why we saw everything go back, because the Tangent Universe is gone. It's fucking done. Yeah. The Primary Universe is now unpaused, because this entire time, the Primary Universe isn't going it pauses, the, tan- the Tangent Universe comes into existence. Like takes over, They almost. live in there, yeah, and it pauses everything else. Okay. And then right when the Tangent Universe ceases to exist, and the primary universe is able to exist again, it just unpauses. Everything goes back to day one. <sighs>
1: Fucking wild.
0: Donnie wakes up in his bed and is aware of what he's done and of what happened. We see this because he looks at the camera, and he kind of, like, smiles and laughs, yeah. and then he turns back over. At this point... He is what is known as a surviving living receiver. And this stuff gets kind of complicated, too. W- this is what Grandma Death is speculated to be, as she seems to be a living receiver in the past. You know, like I said, like she wrote the book and all that. She's safe. So pretty much what she did. She safely moved her artifact back in her own tangent universe that she experienced whenever the fuck she did.
1: Okay, so <clears throat> so besides Grandma Death, um, are all living receivers supposed to die?
0: No, I'll, I'll get to that right now. Okay, I'll get to that right now. So, um, so yeah, she moved her artifact back in her tangent universe, and she returned to the primary universe and wrote her book on time travel, which would also later aid Donnie in his own tangent universe. Because if he did not have that book,
1: he would have no fucking he idea. He
0: would not know what to do either. That yeah. wouldn't. That book guided him. So when Donnie wakes up, he seems to remember everything that happened in the Tangent Universe. And he knows that if he survives, Gretchen is going to die in his primary universe. Donnie is, or maybe, it's like a hypothetical, but he knows that it could be a possibility, so he kind of just moves on. Donnie is satisfied in that he saved the world and completed his task. So this is why he turns over and he goes back to sleep, even though he fully, 100% knows that the jet engine that he sent back into the primary universe is going to go through his house and crush him. Wow. He lets it happen. So that is what I said we're going to get over to. Donnie did not have to die.
1: He didn't have to. But he, he chose to die. He chose to die for Gretchen. Yes. Okay.
0: He chose to die. He could have survived and he could have been... He was the living receiver. You don't have to die when you are a living receiver and you are going back into your primary universe, but it does happen and it could happen.
1: What, um... Now that I'm thinking, what is the significance of the child porn part of this movie? Um... Was that something that's like...
0: Well... Okay, so I had to pause it for a second and think about the answer. (laughs) So, Jim Cunningham, when he had his whole child pornography ring and stuff, Donnie set his house on fire to show him out and show the world what happened to him. He got arrested. When he got arrested, that is what we talked about earlier, when Kitty showed up at uh, Donnie's house telling the mom, like, you don't believe in sparkle motion and all that (laughs) shit. And if she had not, not gone on that plane to go and aid a Jim Cunningham on his child pornography shit and try to defend him, Donnie's mother would have never gotten on the plane, which would have never allowed the party to happen, which would have never brought Frank into the picture, which would have never let Gretchen die and Frank die to go back in time to begin with.
1: Mind fucked.
0: So yeah, there's another fucking thing too. Crazy. I didn't even have that written down, but I was like, you know what? I gotta think about that for a second. I was like, oh yeah, there You smart. It it fucking makes sense. It fucking makes sense. Him smart. So da da da, where are we now? So, when we see Frank touching his eye, Jim crying, and other events in the primary universe after Donnie's death, it is because even though the last 28 days never technically happened, the manipulated still have some type of memory or feeling of what had happened, some more obvious than others. And this is what we talked about earlier when, um, remember I read that book, Passions, that pretty much said, like, they have kind of an understanding of what's going on? That's what that is. So, in the end, it seems that Donnie did not have to die for the universe to be saved. That was... That was literally just his own choice because he felt content and wasn't scared of death anymore. He came to terms with everything that has happened. He was fine with everything. The timeline and the corruption in the Tangent Universe was fixed when Donnie sent the artifact back to the primary universe. So right when he did that, the universe was saved.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It it wasn't going to be destroyed and it it was fucking good. Everything had already been fixed, but he chose to finish his journey at this time. Mm -hmm. Some may ask why the primary universe is stable and isn't reacting to a duplicate object being inside of the universe, but it isn't an issue because the primary universe is already a stable universe and the duplicate items only concern a universe that is going through a collapsing process, such Mm -hmm. as the tangent universe. Since the primary universe is already a stable timeline that never goes through this collapsing process to begin with, it's never in danger from duplicate objects such as the jet engine that Donnie sent back through. Because it's not an issue of that being thrown into this universe because there was a reason for it. But when the artifact was created and it tossed into that universe, it set everything off because the universe was confused. It was like, why the fuck is this here? There was no explanation for it.
1: When the second jet engine was created in the primary universe, it It got fucking sent into... No,
0: no. when the Tangent universe was created, that is when the second jet engine was made made it was, <laughs> mated, was made <laughs> because like i said earlier like everything was being copied from the primary universe you, we don't know why the tangent universe okay. is created it the tangent it just... u- okay so here's here's another thing to throw in the tangent universe is not created because of this artifact the jet engine it is just it just existed it just exists because the tangent universe was made the tangent universe just fucking happened it's just mm-hmm. a fluke it's just like the one of the first book passages in the movie that came up was like it just fucking happens. Like, we don't know why it happens. It's just fucking random.
1: And so, when it was... When the second engine was created in the Tangent Universe, it threw everything off balance. And so, Donnie was chosen to fucking
0: Yes. Send, Donnie was okay. randomly chosen right. to I'm get rid now. of this artifact. Okay. So, like I said, the artifact is not... Uh, okay, it, was, it never goes through the... Cla- the primary never goes through the collapsing process because... It just doesn't. That's It's a stable universe. So it's never in danger from duplicated objects such as the jet engine. The artifact is not a cause of the Tangent Universe, but it was just a byproduct Mm -hmm. created because of it. Which is also why there isn't a possibility of another Tangent Universe starting up when Donnie sends that artifact through the portal at the end. Because that universe is already fine. He's just using it as a vessel. He is just throwing this item that he needs to get out of the other universe into this universe because this universe is already fine. There's no chance of it fucking fucking blowing up and collapsing and getting sucked into the black hole because it's stable. So he can throw this manipulated object in because it doesn't fucking matter. He can just toss it in and it's like he's just getting rid of trash from another universe. Okay, He's just dumping it somewhere. And And if he
1: didn't, then... That's if, when the primary universe would have collapsed yes, and been sucked into a black hole. Yes, if he did not
0: sit on that mountain at that, like, pretty much very time and send that artifact through the wormhole back into the primary universe through his house, the, everything would have been done. Fuck. Everything would have been sucked into this a black hole. This is fucking
1: crazy, dude. Yeah,
0: and the universe would have ceased to exist.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So, that is the explanation of this movie. I really hope that fucking helped. I really hope that gave some people, like, some insight and stuff. I hope that gave you some I hope that it gave did. you a better appreciation my for this mind, movie dude.
1: cause you know what okay so <laughs> after I watched this movie last night I was like okay I know Caleb's gonna explain everything in depth but let me just go on YouTube and try and find mm. some type of video about it mm. and the one the woman who was speaking on the video was saying stuff about primary universes and tangent universes and I was just like I don't you have the time like, or energy for this I was <laughs> like I'm just gonna let Caleb tell me tomorrow <laughs> so like when you brought this up and this is honestly the, the explanation that makes the most sense yeah
0: Does it all sound good to you? Like, are there any holes in there? No, it all adds up. Yeah, it all adds up, right? It all adds up. um, When you watch the movie next, you're literally going to notice every single little fucking thing. And I
1: feel like it's going to be so much more intense when I watch it It because if he fucks up, (laughs) it's fucked, dude. Like, it's fucked.
0: You'll notice all the times when he got really close to not completing something.
1: It's fucking crazy because it's like about time travel and different dimensions and fucking just like telekinesis and all this fucking crazy Mm -hmm. shit and on the surface this movie does not look like that. No, not at all. Not Not on the surface at all. Because it's
0: very, it's... Could you imagine
1: like finding this movie out like on your own? I know. Like, how fucked in the head you would be. Yeah,
0: I know. See, <laughs> I are like, found pulling out, like, your fucking hair out. See, I remember, like, the first time, like, after I watched this, like, I watched it, like, fucking Jade, like, years ago. And uh-huh. when we watched it, like, we literally, I remember having a conversation after. <laughs> like, we were just, like, talking, like, what the fuck does this mean? What does that mean? I knew for like, what sure. What is going on? I
1: knew for sure time travel. It's
0: definitely time travel. Like, that's definitely, the only thing but, that makes sense when you get to the end.
1: But everything with the universes and the fucking... What is a dead manipulator? It's crazy Manipulators, all that fucking manipulated shit. Manipulated dead, manipulated living, dead. the
0: living receiver, the artifacts, it's and all that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy.
1: Fucking crazy. It's
0: fucking insanity. This I is, love
1: this movie now. <laughs> I you, fucking you love now. Do you get why I now. literally am
0: telling you that this yeah. is my favorite movie this shit's in the fucking world? good.
1: It ain't no Evil Dead, but it's good.
0: <laughs> I, I think I, I like this There's movie more than time evil, dead, evil Dead. <laughs> there is. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to go and say uh, much of this explanation came from a website called www.donnydarko.org.uk or slash explanation. And a lot of this either came like directly from the page, like kind of in my own words, or it helped me. It didn't have everything, but it 100% helped me piece together a lot of my theories yeah. and a lot of my questions because they pretty much like threw everything out there. If you'd like to hear the other theories slash possible explanations for this movie or if you'd just like to read the pages of the book The Philosophy of Time Travel, I would highly, highly, highly recommend to- or I would highly, highly recommend <laughs> checking out this website because it's really fucking interesting. I'm
1: gonna check the show. out. It, literally has like, it
0: has more pages of uh, the philosophy of time travel than the movie has, Wild. too. It has a couple extra pages and it has like all the other explanations but honestly, like, I didn't feel like getting into them because they suck.
1: Okay. I mean, they,
0: they make kind of sense like to an extent and if you want to tell yourself that those are the explanations, then go fuck yourself. You can tell yourself those are the fucking explanations, but you're stupid. This is the fucking explanation. <laughs> this is it. This Hands
1: fucking down. This, this literally
0: fills every single hole and answers every single question I could possibly mm-hmm. ask about this movie, even if I had more questions about this movie. I can answer them, knowing that this is the pretense of the movie, knowing that this is what happened.
1: You answered my fucking question right now.
0: Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" It only took a second too. Like, (laughs) I just had to sit down and think about it. I was like, "Wait, okay, how does this go together?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, it fucking does." (laughs) Like, one hundred percent. Happens for a reason. All goes together, crazy dude. Yeah, and that's why I love this movie so fucking much. It's so
1: getting chills. You're just thinking about this shit. Yeah,
0: like, dude, this movie's so entertaining. It has such a great soundtrack and. It is one of the most well thought out movies I have ever fucking seen. It's crazy how much
1: thought went into this. There is so
0: much attention to detail in this movie. It is fucking ridiculous, dude.
1: How long did it take him to fucking write this shit?
0: I don't know. That's a good question. Probably like fucking
1: five years, dude. Probably
0: like fucking forever. Like, I fucking Fucking, props to you, dude. Because you made talent. (laughs) You are so fucking talented. You make the best fucking movie ever. You put you put an incredible cast in this movie. Everything in this movie is fucking perfect. You know what's
1: fucking crazy is it. how long I've said, like, this movie sucks and it doesn't make fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, I know.
0: that. Literally, Brie has been telling me this movie sucks and doesn't make I sense for back. so long. I take it all and back. every <laughs> single time I've been like, dude, you're stupid. I fucking love this movie. It makes so much well, sense. It's amazing. it's never been amazing.
1: explained like this to me before, ever.
0: <laughs> so how would you rate Ignorance it? Ignorance
1: is bliss, I would, guess.
0: Okay, how would you rate this before the Before, explanation
1: i would get probably give it like a five out of ten
0: okay what do you write now, now it's a 10
1: out of 10 it's now. a 10 yeah oh really i love it i didn't even think you I were gonna it. go that high <laughs> no it's a 10 okay
0: okay for sure uh
1: maybe nine just because jake gyllenhaal looks a little weird in it but whatever dude he
0: looks perfect in it
1: no he looks he's fucking gross without a beard but that's like, his
0: role like he's incredible he looks like the he is the perfect <clears throat> fucking you know, actor he did for great movie.
1: he did great he just looks weird it's all i'm saying
0: i'm straight up I'm like
1: Jake this... all Jake J- Hall. Jake Jelly, <laughs> Jake balls.
0: Jake Jelly and Hall,
1: <laughs> Jake K Y Jelly. <laughs> he as a person in this movie, he looks weird, but the character he played is yeah, fucking yeah. Okay, amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. you're right. Like he's, I don't he, like the way looks... he looks without a beard. Honestly, that's it.
0: he has the biggest glow up in the history of the fucking Honestly, world. He, he looks so weird, like as a kid, and like he's fucking. That's a beautiful man.
1: Yeah, he's. Now he is, yeah. That's
0: a beautiful man. Yeah, one hundred percent. I keep
1: on wanting to fucking call him
0: Magneto. He has a strong ass beard too. Stop calling him Magneto. What is it? I'm not gonna tell you. Come now.
1: on, dude, it's fucking gonna drive me. Yeah, fucking it's crazy. Magneto. It's not Magneto. It's Mysterio. It's Mysterio. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she
0: was going to grab her phone, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just give her the answer." <laughs> but honestly, um, I give this movie a hundred out of ten.
1: A hundred? Wow.
0: Literally, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> like, that. It's pretty of, good shit, dude. Even though it's not even a horror movie, like per se. This is my favorite horror movie. This is my favorite <laughs> fucking drama movie. This is my favorite love story. This is my favorite fucking everything. It is
1: fucking wild, and I barely noticed that they basically combined a bunch of genres into one. Dude, so Because there's much. sci-fi, there's thriller, there's psychological, yeah. there's love, there's all that shit. Yeah. Comedy, even.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's fucking wild.
0: This movie's fucking incredible. I... I don't feel bad saying like hats
1: off to the fucking director. I'm usually
0: very iffy on saying something is my absolute favorite of anything because I'm so fucking like hit or miss and I'm so like I go back and forth. This is my favorite movie of all time. I honestly think it is.
1: I wouldn't say that, but it's fucking good.
0: I would. This is my favorite fucking movie. I love it. I love it so much. I will watch this movie till the day I die. I will watch it multiple <laughs> times in a row. I fucking love it.
1: It's fucking it's wild. Incredible. Dude.
0: I really hope you guys all enjoyed this. I really hope this explanation did a lot for you. I really hope I covered like everything and answered like whatever questions you might might have had. This was fun. This was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I had. S- I was so excited to record this. I'm so excited we finally got it done. I fucking love this. I can't wait till people listen to this, and I can't wait. I hope someone tells me, you know, they fucking, fucking learned some DMs shit from this. fucking about be
1: blowing up, I dude. fucking hope
0: so, because I had so much fun with this. Usually I write, like, roughly 20, 25 paragraphs on a movie episode.
1: This
0: one had I, 70. I, I wrote 50 paragraphs just for the movie itself, which I never fucking do. Like, that was ridiculous. I yeah. was writing so much shit down, like, I was just going fucking ham. And then I wrote about, like, 20 paragraphs of explanation for this, so, like... I had so much fun. This is definitely this is our longest movie episode ever. It
1: is. Fucking but, worth it though. But I'm
0: fine with it. I'm fine yeah. with it. Like I I had so much fucking fun. Because it's movie
1: and explanation. It's yeah, not just it is. all movie,
0: yeah. I had such a great time with us.
1: I had a fucking blast, I had dude. such a good time. I had a, I had a Baja blast, yeah, if you Yeah, a whole-ass Baja <laughs> blast.
0: All right, guys. Well, that is Donnie Darko, and that is the explanation of Donnie Darko. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash soup. Even if you give us a dollar, I'd be fucking so grateful. I'd probably cry. If I'd we, probably cry, too. Yeah, our, like our first dollar, I'll probably fucking cry.
1: First dollar? We're yeah. going to frame it like Mr. Krabs?
0: I know. I'll literally fr- <laughs> frame like the digital print. Like It'll be like you have one patron. Patron. <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced. Patron. It's like... It's like is it patron? It's
1: patron. I've heard so
0: many people say like patron, patronus, patron, is, is pa- fucking patron alcohol, Patreon. Okay, so one, some pe- what Our first pee wee. I'm gonna, I'm gonna print it out, We're and gonna I'm gonna, make gonna copies. write and I'm gonna write one dollar on it and print, put it on our wall in <laughs> frames, since it's digital money. So and, fucking um, cool. Uh, it. I don't know how soon it's gonna be, but I'm trying to work on stickers.
1: Stickers, okay.
0: I'm trying to get some stickers with our logo on to start that would on. Be and fucking once sick. I get those, I will announce it for sure. And um with any donation, we're gonna pop plop those on. Of course. I'm gonna send out some stickers to anyone who donates.
1: Stickers, and then maybe yeah. if donations get up there enough we can make shirts or something.
0: Oh yeah, we'll do other shit shirts, eventually. Hats. We're gonna we're gonna start off with fucking start at stickers small. for now. Definitely start I mean, small. Yeah, we're gonna start off with stickers for now. I'm working on them. I don't know exactly when they're gonna be done, but I am working on that. Okay. So We're gonna get some stickers pretty soon. Um, our Instagram is at whoresoup uh it's pretty much just my twitter now but it's at it's, horror soup sucks it's literally just my, it's your
1: fucking twitter it is
0: it is like it started out as a podcast twitter but literally it's just my twitter so if just you want
1: to make another twitter i'm not gonna because i won't
0: go on it dude i okay. straight up won't like All right. so realistically if you want to follow me on twitter it's horror soup sucks and i do post shit about like you know when we post a new episode like i do say stuff and i'll post like a picture and whatnot and announce it should i plug but, my twitter yeah go for it
1: okay Hold on, because I don't know how I fucking spelled this shit.
0: Yeah, it's like baked potato <laughs> something.
1: It's uh, B V K E D P O T A T O.
0: There's no underscore? No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's that's Breeze. She's a baked potato. She baked could, potato, did, Could Did you not get the A or something? Was it already taken? Yeah, it was already
1: taken. I was like, fuck, I don't put a V. I always, <laughs> I always try to
0: fucking look your shit up like B-A and then it's not popping up. like, what the
1: fuck? Dude, uh, then there's somebody else on fucking Instagram with baked potato. Is there? But it's I think I have two O's <laughs> on Instagram or an underscore or something. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> get off my jock, bro. Yeah, so that's Breeze Twitter. Uh, my Twitter, I do post stuff about, like, horror soup and whatnot, but... Realistically, yeah. you are gonna see all my depressing <laughs> posts and just all of my like it's, shares yeah. about like buttholes or like air storming buttholes, Area Fifty One and like silent discos. random stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just you are gonna see random shit. Like, I will update, but for the most part, if you want to see me posting shit, that's what you are falling. It's for.
1: entertaining. It's entertaining. You know, you might but, cry. <laughs> might cry.
0: Oh, you know what? You know, I'll get. To... You know, yeah. Since we're talking about Twitter, I need to fucking say this morbid podcast. Fucking commented on one of my Twitter posts, and they said they listened to our episodes, and they enjoyed them, and I literally, I am not fucking lying, I cried. <laughs>
1: they literally said, your podcast is the tits, yes. and me and Caleb broke the fuck down.
0: <laughs> I cried all day long. I just need to say this, morbid podcast, those are literally some of my fucking idols. Those are literally my top three podcast idols. 100 fucking percent they are a giant reason why i asked brie to make a podcast in general and the fact that they acknowledged us literally broke my fucking heart Fucking
1: sent me dude like Like, it sent me fully
0: that is so they're so fucking
1: awesome and they're so fucking funny
0: they're so funny they're so sweet i fucking love them so much they are the reason we did a tyler hadley episode a few weeks ago literally i finished their like most recent episode as they commented on my fucking post like yeah. i literally just finished it and i double take because so i was like wait what the fuck is this
1: i remember when you first put it in the in the chat that we were talking in i was like you spelt it wrong i think you put maybe just followed us on twitter or mm. commented on twitter oh, and yeah, i was yeah. like maybe and i was like "Nah, he fucking means morbid uh, and so i went to fucking twitter and i saw it and then i got the notification that we got followed on instagram i was like fuck i was liter- home alone and i was just like fuck
0: Ash and Elena, like, I don't know whether I was talking to Ash or Elena or, like, swapping in between, but I fucking love you both so much. You were the sweetest are souls on rad. the planet. Literally, I was in such a dark place, and you guys brought me the fuck out of it, like, for a moment. Like, we had a pretty, kind of, fairly long conversation, too, like, on Instagram and on Twitter, and... I I'm just fucking smitten like I'm I I'm so fucking happy like I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for acknowledging us. You really don't know how much it means.
1: It fucking means so
0: much. You guys are literally my fucking idols. I never thought I would get acknowledgement from you guys or even like that you guys would listen or anything and that that's literally fucking incredible. That's fucking incredible. We actually I know we have some listeners from Morbid Now too because they shared my um story reply like I mentioned them in my story on Instagram and they shared it to their mm-hmm. Instagram. And we got about, like I think, like roughly like 40, 50 followers from it. Yeah. And I know already a couple people have listened. If you guys are here for Morbid, just know that you came from literally the best fucking podcast ever, from the sweetest fucking people ever. Yeah, y'all be
1: listening good. Yeah, straight <laughs> up. And
0: I love Morbid. I love you guys. I love all of Morbid's fans. Thank you so fucking much.
1: Thank you, guys. It literally really. warms
0: my heart. It warms my heart it so puts, fucking like, butterflies
1: much. butterflies in my stomach. I really? think I said that, too, when I found out. I was like, yeah. I have fucking butterflies really? right I, now. I, was having a I felt full- like a little fucking kid, like. <laughs> I was
0: having a full blown anxiety attack. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, me too, like, dude. I freaked the fuck out. I was,
1: like, pouring sweat, like, trying to do my fucking makeup. I Literally, fucking get I it was on, sitting dude.
0: right there, and I just had my hand <laughs> over my face, and I was just fucking sobbing. <laughs> like, I was sobbing tears of joy. It's fucking incredible. So, thank you. Thank you so much. I love you guys so much. You're the fucking best. Um, As always, I would like to thank um, our homie Son is Sam for providing us with music that we play at the beginning and the end of every normal episode. Love you. You can find him on Spotify at S-O-N-I-S-S-A-M and also on SoundCloud at S-O-N-I-S-S-A-M. I would like to thank all of our listeners, morbid or otherwise, you're the fucking best. You're fucking sweet. You you know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go with a morbid thing here. You guys are the fucking chesticles. <laughs> the tits. <laughs> you guys are the chesticles 100%. You guys are the fucking best. I love you. Um I think I already gave my research sources for this episode earlier, so the last thing um if you'd like to, I would really love it if you did, rate and review us 5 stars on iTunes. It really means it so much more than you think. So much. Oh, and I'm going to say this too because apparently it seems that a lot of people don't know this. Um our episodes really go off of like downloads. Mm-hmm. So, if it's not too much to ask if like, when you listen to a new episode, if you could download it, it would actually mean, like, a fucking lot to us. Cause that's pretty much what everything is based off of. Yeah. We get to see all of our downloads. We get to see, like, even, like, what state or what country you're in if you download. If you listen, it still supports us tons. Like, I still, yeah. like, thank you so much. If you listen and you support us, you're still fucking awesome. I still appreciate that tons. But downloads are what we see and that's how we know where people are listening how many people are listening and whatnot so if you guys are listening if you could just like click the little download button on whatever you listen on whether it's like iHeartRadio, spotify itunes like fucking google play music stitcher like whatever you're listening on
1: be a doll and download
0: be a doll, be we'd, a doll. we'd appreciate it tons and i think that's it do you have anything to say Bray? uh
1: no i'm good you okay. Much said well, everything. that's everything.
0: This was honestly the most fun I've had in an episode in a long time. Like, I was I'll, a lot I'll, of fucking fun. I'll... My mind
1: is my mind is fried right now. <laughs> I'm just I... fucking sitting here, like thinking about this fucking movie. Oh my
0: god! I, I always have fun. <sighs> I always have fun recording these episodes, but this has been the most fun. This
1: is probably the best one. This is the best
0: one. One. I would say Night
1: of the Chicken Dead is a close second. Yeah, it's a close second.
0: <laughs> I, I hope everyone enjoys listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it because this was so much. This was incredible. This is fucking great.
1: Great. Incredible.
0: And uh, that's everything. Uh, I'm Caleb.
1: And I'm Bree. Bye. <laughs>